Welcome to the Mostly Pottered at Night. Mostly, I am Salem, joined by my co-host, Graveyard. Hello. This is episode 23 of our weekly All Things Horror podcast. This is our final week of our very first 13 Slays of Christmas uh, December specials. Yes. Uh, tonight we are discussing quote-unquote invasion movies, including the Dormed That Dripped Blood, or also Death Dorm. <laughs> uh atm and better watch out yes i don't know what else to call these other than invasion movies because they are ish invasion movies if you will i mean yeah i mean that's that's fair <laughs> yeah just you know go when i was finding movies for us to watch this for this season yeah, like i said like, like okay these are the closest to each other in a way from what i read synopsis so that's that's why we got them here like this there's a lot more in this category, too, that we'll hopefully discuss next year. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more to go. Oh, there's... yeah. Tons. <laughs> yeah, we'll, be, we'll make it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so we'll start. I think we're doing these in chronological order. Yep. Uh, so the first one will be the dorm that dripped blood. And I say also known as death dorm, because when I watched it, it that's what it said the title was. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a few of those this month. Yeah. With different yeah. titles. Right. Well, uh, yeah, like Christmas Evil said it was better watch out. Yes. And uh, the killing tree was the demonic Christmas tree as well. Yeah. Right. Something, <laughs> yeah, something goofy like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, Dorm the Drip Blood. What year did it come out in? 82? 1982. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you could definitely tell. I mean, the style oh, is definitely yes. 1982. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it starts off, uh, they're at a, a dorm, a college dorm. I don't think the college is mentioned, but it's just a college dorm. Um, and there's a team of originally five people that are going to clear out an entire dorm building over the Christmas holiday, um, to be, and then this building is then going to be torn down or renovated. Yeah. It's, um, Big building too. It seems like, and just have five students doing it. Which well, yeah, weird. they said they had three hundred beds, right? Okay, which means that that was a building for well, let's say what if they had two a room? That's one hundred and fifty rooms. Yeah. So like, yeah, three hundred people, one hundred and fifty rooms. Like, yeah, that's a giant place. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how five, five college students. Well, five college students, right? Yeah, I mean, two of which are, uh, you know, ladies. I guess actually also, originally three of which were. I guess also their maintenance guy. He was there. Yeah, but he wasn't helping them. I think he was just there to fix stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, to do the the harder stuff because you know at one point he's you know fixing was going like they talk about going over what rooms they're going to shut down power to or dismantle first in that order, and he's talking about like you know I'll do the kitchen first. I'm like oh, we need to eat. <laughs> No, that was the that was Princess Vespa that said that. That's Princess Vespa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that the dude was not even didn't even like stick his head in until he came down and complained that his drill was missing. Okay. That was his first appearance in the movie. Before that point, we didn't know he existed. That's fair. Did they even say what they're doing this for? Like, is it for like college no. credit or something? No, they were getting paid. Okay. That's what, that's what they said. They said they were getting paid for it, um, and the, these people were doing it because they needed the money. That was the only explanation that they gave. And no faculty 
to supervise no this. To supervise this at all. I mean, you're talking, I mean, again, 300 beds. I mean, they said yeah. like 75 like lunchroom cafeteria tables. Yes. Uh, they said something like 200 desks or something. I mean, it was, it's yeah. like ridiculous. How are five people? Well, originally five, and it turns out, you know, it was only going to be four because the one girl left after one day. Right. She had to do it. She was able to do something like at night. Right. For like yeah, a couple she, hours. Right. Yeah. Because she was yeah. leaving to go back home the next day. Right. Um, but yeah, but I mean, I don't understand how four people and they only had two weeks. Yes. Two weeks. So I don't know how four people are going to clear out an entire dorm building, a 300 bed dorm building in two weeks. Yeah. It makes zero sense. But. You know, essentially, horror movies got a horror movie. Got to have explanation as to where everybody is in this process, right? Yep. All right. So, yeah, let's let's kick it off. So, essentially, what it opens up with a guy fleeing from somebody. Yeah, and I, I don't know, understand what the point of this scene was, but yeah, it's a guy fleeing from somebody, and he like goes and hides in some bushes, and then somebody stabs his hand from behind and then cuts through it like a cheesecake. Oh, absolutely. Like the yeah. hand was very fake, looked like it was made out of cheesecake and, and the knife just like cut through it. Yeah. Very sharp knife or very weak hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh and again, there's no no context for this. <laughs> there's nothing uh I mean there there's the you know as the who this guy is or why this is happening, nothing. Nothing at all. And then it just goes into the whole Oh yeah, we're gonna be taking apart this dorm room or you know this dorm building. <laughs> then that's right. it. That's it. It just cuts right into that. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, they have the college party where everyone looks like they're forty. <laughs> the one creepy I mean, guy just trying to talk to everyone over like the punch bowl. Yeah, yeah, the creepy guy who was like uh, basically balding. <laughs> like yes, he looked like he was like forty-five. <laughs> yes, I mean, in fairness, yeah, they're like he's just a little older than us. They looked old too, though. So. Well, yeah, he was trying to say he was a senior, and they were a freshman. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> you're like almost the senior citizen, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's how it was in the eighties. Oh, absolutely. Teenagers were forty in the eighties. Yes, yes, they were. Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of like what a last a last college party before everyone left for the holidays. Right, and they uh, they apparently like spray painted all the walls <laughs> and all the fences and everything. I don't know why, but they did. College kids, who yeah, knows? I guess so. probably smoking the reefer. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, yeah. So the one girl, uh, Princess Vespa, in her very first uh, movie appearance, um, yeah. she's the fifth who you know who had originally agreed to do it, and then um, you know decides or her parents decide for her at the last minute that she's going to go visit her grandma instead. Um, so she can't help uh, for the two weeks, but she can only help today. You yeah. Know, this one day and then she's leaving in the morning. And then, right. so there's only going to be four of them from now on. So they like, they start doing work um, for some reason. They set up like the master inventory and in, like the creepiest boiler room. Like they possibly <laughs> could find I'm like, what? like there's no lighting in there. Like, why is the master list in this? Like, creepy boiler room uh that's a great question so of course you know the girl who's leaving tomorrow is in charge of the inventory which makes you know complete sense of course right 
Um, so yeah, so then like at the end of the night, oh yeah, she decides, oh yeah, I'm leaving, you know, I'm going, uh, you know, my, my dad's here to pick me up. I'm leaving. She's like, okay, where's the inventory? You know, oh, it's, it's in the creepy boiler room. (laughs) Of course I left it down there. I'm going to go get it. And then I'll put it in your mailbox. So she goes down there and then before it was like taped up on the wall, very plainly, you know, accessible to everyone around. And then she goes down there fumbling through weird papers and stuff. Like now she doesn't know where it is. Correct. Um, so she's fumbling around with, with you know, papers and stuff. Her dad is like honking his horn like an ass. She has to go out and yell at him <laughs> and say, hey, <laughs> you know, like I'm here. Like, just wait a minute. I'll be down in a second. Um, so he, you know, goes in the car, waits like a whole, what, 30 seconds. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Then the mom was going to go search. Dad's like, I'm just going to take a nap first. Oh, <laughs> wait. And then the mo- her mom's like, I'll go look. He's like, no, no, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> Again, well, I, I get this whole that whole time of like thirty seconds. There's thirty yes. seconds from when she said to wait. Is yes. now they're going to go look for her? Yes, that's um, so. Yeah, so he gets out and he goes like looking in this place, like it's a giant building. I don't know where he thinks he's going to find her. Whatever. So it, he's like he goes to walk up the stairs and like some you know person who we don't know, some faceless person comes out with a bat with nails in it. Oh yeah, um, and then just hits him in the head. And now this scene is actually done pretty well. Like it looks oh, yes. realistic. Like the he hits him in the head, he falls down, and then he's like hitting him in the head, and you see the nails like sticking in his head, and it looks, I mean, pretty good. This is probably, like I said, the best special effects shot in the movie was that bat scene. Uh, oh yeah, I mean the special effects overall in this weren't horrible for for what it was, but I couldn't figure out because we'll discuss this. We, they might as well call it dark and concrete the movie. Because I'm trying to look at this like she's t- going through this. It looks like a par- like so much concrete. It looks like a parking garage. Like I said, it looks like <laughs> like yeah, it looks like Soviet era Russia, like you know, like <laughs> communist, like you know those apartment yeah. blocks that they had. Yeah, that they just look depressing as you look. Uh, like that's what it looked like. Yeah, it looked exactly like that. Oh, oh yeah. <clears throat> and I also do. I'm going to mention it. Now. I was going to say it in our and in, in my first thoughts, but I'll say it now. The editing in this movie is horrendous. Oh, absolutely! It is so bad. I mean, like it cuts. Like there's two people in the same room having a conversation, and the camera angle cuts between them, and like the volume is all off. I mean, like mm-hmm. you can tell it's the microphone is like moved too far away sometimes. I mean, it is like it is bad. <laughs> it well, is very and, bad. And what's uh, I'll throw this out there too. There's no wide shots it's all very narrow shots of everything like there's not you don't get the scope of the size of things i don't feel like in this no you know it feels very 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 confined like you know they're at they're at the door but you only see them in the door you don't see anything else around them so you don't get really the scale of this place like like when she's screaming down to her parents you know she'd be ready i'm like what floor is she on where is she place has got to be huge but it's always just her and then just the parents in the car and like no establishing distance right um yeah so anyway so the dad gets you know beaten in the head with a, a nail bat right yeah so he's yeah. obviously dead so he goes down to the car um and there's goofy scenes where they we see him like stick his hand in the car unlock the back door and then he like opens the door and climbs in the car and she's like completely unaware of this she's listening to i don't know what some talk show or like comedy show yeah she's like whatever she's looking out the window not paying attention and then the guy brings out like a garrote right um puts it around her turtleneck 
Yes. And then pulls back and then the blood comes out of her neck, like yep. probably three inches above where the garrote is. Yep. So like, yeah, the people did not uh, set up that shot correctly. Like I said, the, the nail bat in the head is the only good shot in this, in this movie, the only good special effect in the whole movie, I would say. Oh no, sorry. There's one, one more. That's yeah. Hero. But that's oh, yeah. it. there's only two, but the rest of them if, are just terrible. If, I, if I'm thinking what you're thinking of, yes. <clears throat> um, we'll get um, to that though. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So he she gets strangled. He drags her out of the car, throws her in the trunk. Um, and then as the Princess Vespa is coming down the stairs to meet them, she sees her dad. Uh, you know, she starts to scream and then uh gets taken out by Nail Batman. <laughs> well, she she faints in horror, and then the 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 unknown killer moves her body and then backs up the car over her head. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and then all the bodies get put in the car and they drive yeah. off. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's no shot of of the car running over the person. There's just the shot of the car like going over a bump. Yep, and then like a, a little squirt of blood. And oh that's yeah. It. And then it's done. I'm just like, okay, if he's being, if this killer's being very discreet, I'm sorry, run over a human head. Let's say it's a watermelon. It's a lot to clean up to draw, not draw attention. Well, yeah, but I, again, the car was parked right outside of like what seemed to be the main staircase for the building. Yeah, like you can't clean up that kind of blood outside. Yeah, and not nobody noticed it at all. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he, he then he throws all of them in the trunk of the car, and then I'm assuming moves the car, right? Because that's all he needs to do. There's right. no other blood anywhere else. Not in the stairway. Not all over the pavement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they don't. You know, the the four kids that are left don't really suspect anything because she did say she was leaving, which yep. seems to be a common thing in a lot of these like Christmas movies. Is like, oh well, she was leaving anyway. Maybe she just left early. Oh yeah, like uh, we've seen that in multiple movies so far. Well, especially all the Black Christmas movies, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it was like, but yeah, it was also, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, so the yeah, the next morning they just start getting to it. Um, yeah, they're trying to sell the tables to the creepy. What is his name? Bobby, Bobby Lee. Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee. The, the creepy furniture guy. Um, oh, who you know? So was, creepy. Yeah, he's creepy <laughs> enough to where you immediately, you know, he enters like the suspect pool, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that yeah, he's he's suspect number one. Um, and then not too long after that, while they're working, like creepy suspect number two pops up. He's like <laughs> this weird guy with frizzy hair that keeps like staring at them through the window. Right. Um. So yeah. So the girls are are afraid of this guy with the frizzy hair who doesn't say anything. He just like as soon as people see him, he just runs away. But apparently, he's the, creepy looking. Yeah. But the two guys know who he is. Know his name. Um, they go try to like find him and and talk to him and like knock on his door and they he doesn't answer, which is weird. They seem to know exactly where it, it's like he's he's squatting there, right? Like they well, look through the yeah. window. I don't know how they look through the window because they go upstairs to get to this guy's room, right? So I don't know what window they're looking through to see the mattress that's in there, and I found that very weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of disjointed shots that I don't know. 
exactly what they were trying to say with them. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, so this guy is suspect number two now, right? You know? Yep. Um, So there's a couple of other instances where, um, you know, you know, like a a day goes by and then, you know, like the creepy guy pops up and they go looking for him. They can't find him. Um, And then they uh, decide to have um, like a, a dinner, like a nice dinner. Um, so yeah, there's like candles on the table and like little roasted chickens in their own little plates. Um, well, was, a, was the, was the caretaker before this though? Do you recall? I don't, I thought, I thought he was, I thought he was the last one to go before it's just then the four of them. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, again, it, but he was. No, because yeah, that guy was still around in the elevator. Uh yeah, you're right. You're right. So he was around until later. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they're all like eating their dinner and then yeah, like we see somebody stealing the bread off the table. Like huge a loaf baguette. Of huge yeah. baguette. <laughs> yeah, there's a like a big loaf of bread. He steals the bread off the table. Um and then the guy one of the guys goes in there, and this guy seems like he's getting very agitated by this this other frizzy haired guy. Like he's getting angry yeah. that this guy is still around. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh, it's that guy. He stole the bread. And so he's going to go off and find him and runs off and everybody else leaves. Yeah. Um, and then we see, you know, like a first person camera come in. And it's a guy with the nail bat again. And he smashes everything on the table, all the food, all the condiments, literally, all the plates. literally, they have to show him smash everything. Yeah. They're like, they're, yeah. <laughs> so an extended shot of him smashing every single thing on this table. Yeah. Um, and then they come back in and they're like, oh man, like somebody smashed all our stuff. You know, they go, they can't find the dude. Um, and they decide, uh, you know, like, oh, well, if we can't find him by the morning, then we'll call the police. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Okay. Good plan. Um, so eventually, uh, yeah. Then like the next night that he's peeping in the window again. So they call the police. Uh, the police are like, oh, did he threaten you? You know, did you see him do anything? And they're of course like, no. Like, well, we can't really do much, you know. Just describe him. Oh, about <laughs> six four frizzy hair. Oh, you just picked up a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll let you we'll we'll give you a call if it's him. Right. And which yeah, that <laughs> just and then with that the cops leave the story. Yep. And never come back. There's that lead is never followed up on. I don't know yeah. if that was like a thread that was supposed to be in the movie that never got picked up or what. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, but they uh, the cop leaves telling him that, and then they're like, okay, so we'll deal with that, and then they leave. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then after that, I'm trying to, I think this, I think, I think it's the caretaker after that. Yeah, because yeah, it's before the power goes out. Right. Yeah, Obviously. So they, yeah, so the the one girl, yeah, so they're like they're still trying to like find this guy. So they decided well, they're like sp- yeah, they're splitting up in two different groups. Right. To take two different buildings or two different towers or something. Yeah. Um and then the one immediately goes, "Hey, well, I'm going to go check the roof." Like for some reason they like obsessed with the roof. Well, because um, he thought they heard stuff on the roof. Well, that's later. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> this is but he's obsessed with the roof before that. Oh. Huh. Yeah, so he goes, I'm going to go check the roof. Like, you go down to the second floor, and then we'll meet in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then she goes, okay. So she jumps in the elevator to go down to the second floor. The elevator, like, stops. Um, She hears noise on top of the elevator. The elevator door opens. She's all scared. Uh, And then it's just the maintenance dude. And he goes, oh, where are you going? (laughs) And she's like, you know, oh, go to level two. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll just, you know, I heard it rattling or something. I don't know. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll just hit a relay. You'll get to floor two. 
Um, so then she gets the floor too, and then yeah, and then he and then she goes to search stuff, and then that then the caretaker guy goes in the bathroom to wash up after that. Yes, so because he's got like elevator grease on his hands and face or whatever. Yep. He he was very suspicious too. He yeah, he acts yeah. weird. Well, yeah. Again, yeah. He immediately entered the suspect pool, like because yes. he was complaining that his drill was missing. And you know, have you seen this... my drill? Yeah. So yeah. So he was like, yeah, like these damn kids. You know, he was like a Scooby Doo kind of villain yeah. suspect, right? <laughs> was. Um. So. Yeah. So he goes to wash himself up in the bathroom, um, and then somebody comes in with his stolen drill. Yeah. Um, and then drills the back of his head. Now, this is the other shot that yeah. I would say is a pretty good. Shot. Oh yeah! Like it was a pretty good fake head that they had, and they drilled like a hole in the back of the head, and it looked pretty good. I mean, it was, you know, well, for, yeah. for the budget of this movie, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, like they showed like it spinning in there, all the stuff that came out with it, and they even showed like a side scene of it of like yeah, obviously the drill was obviously just behind his head at that point in time, right? But, I mean, it was yeah. This is. For it, for especially for 1982, and showing that, like I said, we're used to slashers where you don't see very much, right? Well, yeah, especially and, around this time period because there was yeah. a lot of censor stuff. People were scared. This this was listed in Video Nasty in the yeah. UK, by the way, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, so like I said, the, those two shots were like surprisingly kind of graphic and didn't pull away when they normally do. Yes. Um, <clears throat> a spoiler alert. That's probably my high point. This is those, <laughs> those two kills that's it okay after this point <laughs> there's nothing good anymore after this it's all bad uh i don't disagree <laughs> <laughs> but those two things were surprisingly good i was like oh wow that's that's like that that's crafty good job oh yeah oh yeah uh is this this after this then the power goes out uh yes yes i believe it's like they they check everything they can't find anything they leave a note on the creepy guy's door um, and then they decide to just go to bed. Yeah. Um, and then when they go to bed, then yeah, she hears uh, something on the roof. Yep. Um, the main girl, I guess. Yeah, I guess we would probably say their names. The main girl, what's it? What is? I don't remember her name. Joanne. Jo- Joanne. Yes. Okay. The other girl's name is Patty. Uh, the one guy's name is Brian. He was the taller guy, and, yeah. the, and the shorter guy's name was Craig. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Craig. Yeah, Craig, and so yeah, Craig had, the, Craig had the hair helmet, <laughs> yes. and then Brian had the slightly longer, like you know, uh, Prince Humperdinck haircut. Yes, and we uh, and you know, for those who don't know who uh, Princess Vespa is, Daphne, uh, or she was Debbie, she was a girl, right, right, Princess Vespa from Spaceballs, the movie, <laughs> right, because that's um, what we know her as, <laughs> right, yeah. So she she tries calling both the guys, they don't answer. Yeah. Um, she calls Patty to come in her room, you know, to whatever, so they can like, you know, be together because creepy yeah. stuff is happening. Um, she goes out on the balcony. She sees Brian. She yells for him to come up to her room and he goes, okay, I will. Um, and then, so they go back in the room and they're waiting. Um, and then I think Craig comes in, um, and then him and Patty decide to go check what's up with the power. Um, yeah. and then Joanne was going to stay there and wait for Brian. Um, so Joanne right. stays there. Um, Split up. That's always a good idea. Right. Um, and then before, well, before that, I think we see the scene with Brian getting attacked, right? Uh, yes, because yeah. it's it's the classic. Okay, and I'll put this in here right now. 
this was heavily inspired by Friday the 13th. And the, the lead guy from Friday the 13th, when he meets the killer, you know, shine the big flashlight in their face so you can't see who it is. So that was also done in this movie, like just a recreation of it, I feel. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's in the, the dark <laughs> communist hallway. Yeah. And, it, and it, the big <laughs> flashlights in his face. He's like, stop shining in my face. I can't see. Uh, whatever, and then you know, as as the light goes down, a, a machete comes out and hits oh, him yeah. in the arm, and it's like very fake looking blood, like happens on the arm, and then it cuts away, and that's it. Yeah, we get nothing else. There's, there's the after all the graphic kills we have before <laughs> this, all we get is one little like chop at an arm with some fake blood, and then that's it. It cuts out. Yeah, um, and then that's when um, we go to you know, Craig and Patty are like, okay, we're gonna go, um, you know, check the power. You wait for Brian because obviously. You know, they don't know what happened to Brian. Right. No need to separate this ginormous seven-level building. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Craig and Patty go downstairs. Patty gets too scared and, like, freezes up in the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, so Craig goes into the kitchen where the fuse box is. Uh, he's, like, trying to turn on all the fuses. Um, and he manages to turn on the Christmas lights. Uh, and then yep. Patty goes, oh, Merry Christmas, which is the these are the only Christmas references we're going to get <laughs> in this whole movie. But technically, they are there. Yes. Um, and then as he's like messing around with the circuit breakers, um, it appears that someone hits him in the head and he falls down. It's a very, I don't know, <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what do you call that. He just like, and he just collapses. <laughs> um, and so Patty is like calling his name, doesn't hear anything, is screaming. Uh, and then somebody comes out and is like tries to grab her and and she runs around. I think she manages to like what stab one a screwdriver or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that, anyway, they're chasing each other around. Eventually, he knocks her out um, against a pipe, I think, um, yes. and then puts her inside of a big giant like industrial boiler <laughs> pressure cooker. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, locks her in there, and then she gets like a very you know for being in a pressure cooker, she. Didn't put up much of a fight, right? Correct. She like she put her like her hand out on the lid of it, and he just like slams the lid down in her hand, and she just pulls her hand back in. Yep. And then he closes it. So yeah. So then she gets you know pressure cooked. Right. Yeah. She gets pressure cooked. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So then we get we cut to uh, Craig runs back up to Joanne's room, who you know he's apparently has a wound on his head, saying that the guy knocked him out. He couldn't find Patty. Um, you know, now they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and so at that point they decide to, I don't know, they were going to go get that police or something. Oh no, they were uh, going to go to the street. They were going to go to yeah. some route, like some, there was some tower they could, cause the, the doors were locked. Right. And they were going to go to some like, um, pathway that was going to lead them to another tower that would lead them to the street so they could get out. Yeah. Some convoluted reason. I don't know why, but anyway, more more concrete and pipes. Right. Yeah. So they're they're <laughs> like, yeah, they're going through this uh, whatever uh, pathway tunnel. Let's call right. it a tunnel. Tunnel. Right. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, the Craig is getting like increasingly, I guess, like perturbed, <laughs> unhinged as as they're going along. Oh, yeah. Um, when she's like asking about other people and asking like what, you know, what they should do. Should they go back and look for people? He keeps getting like angry about it. Yeah. Um, and then how, how does it, what? Uh, the creepy guy shows up. He has like, bl- like his arms messed up. Um, 
yeah, because I think oh yeah, frizzy hair, frizzy hair, yeah, okay, frizzy yeah, hair, yeah. yeah, frizzy hair came they're like, you know, uh, oh, for, I think uh, she finds Joanne finds Brian's mutilated corpse in the storage room, and then like frizzy hair shows up and being creepy as hell, and she's like, you know, he's covered in blood, and it's like, okay, you clearly are the killer, <laughs> and right. runs, um. And and then yeah, makes it back to Craig, and there there's back and forth of them trying to like choke each other out, and Frizzy Hair starts choking Craig, and she kind of like ends up was stabbing him with something, right? Um, yeah, I think it was a screwdriver, but yeah, they're they're kind of going back and forth to where the 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 Frizzy Haired creepy guy finally talks, and he's yeah. saying like, I want I need to get you away from here. Like you need yeah. to come with me so I can get you out of here, so I can get you somewhere safe. Safe, right? He's but he keeps being... like chasing her, like you know, Igor. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 yeah, it's unsettling. I understand why she's running away, because the guy has you know probably the, the level of social skills that I do. Um, but you don't so, have frizzy hair, so but I don't have frizzy hair, so I'm one <laughs> up on this. Guy. Um. So yeah. So uh. Yeah, and then that's when, you know, there's, like, this showdown. They're, like, wrestling back and forth, throwing each other into, like, cardboard boxes a lot. Um, yeah, a couple of necks on the arms, uh, you know, as they're fighting back and forth. And then um, Joanne hits him on the head with, like, a piece of wood Yeah, that she found or something like that. And then, yeah, hits him in the head with a piece of wood, and apparently it killed him. Yeah. Because they just say, like, oh, you got him. Like, you, you, you know, you, you, you got it. And then at that point... Uh, Craig goes on his villainous <sighs> monologue <laughs> to where he tells her that we did it together. You know, like I killed everybody else, but you killed this guy. So now we're in this together. Yeah. Like this guy knew what I was up to and he was just trying to get you out of here. Um, uh... you know, while I was, while, while I was killing all these other people. Right. And he, and he has like no real reason as to why he did it other than Love. he just, yeah, he just Love. wants to be with this girl, and he wants to be with her by himself. Right. He wants to get rid of anyone that's going to stand in the way of their true love. Right. Even though he keeps hitting on Patty, right? He, like, yep. hit on Patty throughout the whole movie. And he had, you can he stay really, in my room. Right. He, like, didn't <laughs> hit on Joanne at all. Like, there was, like, no, like, Correct. you know what I mean? No chemistry there or anything. It was very Correct. weird. Yes. There's no um, indication of this. This was right. completely out of left field. Right. Yeah. So like at anyway, yeah, they're like, okay, well, we're going to go to the street and then we're going to leave and go be happy together or something. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as they're walking through this uh, the tunnel, she somehow like gets ahead of him. Right. And um, like they're all hunched over walking right. through this Soviet era. Right. Tunnel. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So essentially she has, you know, better crouch running abilities than he does. She gets right. ahead of him. She like unscrews the light. So she yeah. can like hide over there in the dark. Well, I mean, in fairness, that's like the only light in that entire tunnel. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he sees the dark and he's creeping towards her. But as he's creeping towards her and she gets to like the end where the, where the street is, it says like, beware of rats or something. Yes. Um, and as she goes, to, she looks up and she can see like a kind of way out. Uh, creepy. Like a grading, yeah. Yeah. Creepy Bobby Lee shows up digging through the trash. <laughs> Well, in um, fairness, he left his girlfriend who was ready to sleep with him because he had to call this woman at like midnight or whatever it was. Yeah, well, yeah, two in the morning. They said it was yeah, two in the morning. Two in the morning. 
He woke up, you know, post coitus with his girlfriend, right? Yep. And he calls this Joanne to get those desks. Her, yeah. yeah. And get a drink. Her, right. If you want to go out for a drink. And she's like, no. <laughs> um, so then he's like, I, I just got to go drive. Yeah. And so apparently he drives to the place to dig through the trash because that's what he does. Yep. Um, yeah. So we get the, the obligatory, of course, 80s horror movie. Um, you know, has to have a topless shot. Of course. Um, and we get that from his girlfriend trying to coerce him back into bed unsuccessfully. Yep. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. So she hears him creeping around up there and then she starts screaming for help. Um, and then, you know, the Craig manages to grab her, cover her mouth and, and kind of drag her away. Um, she keeps like screaming, uh, while Bobby Lee's looking for a way in. Um, and then like, she won't stop screaming. So he just like casually knocks her head against the pipe. Good night. <laughs> yeah. And she just like falls <laughs> down asleep, like dead yep. done. Just over. Yep. Um, and so then, yeah, creepy Bobby Lee comes in with a knife in his hand. Yeah. Um, and then immediately puts the knife in his pocket. Like, why did you even have it out? If you're just going to put it in your pocket immediately upon entering the room. Yes. Then we um, have another box fight. Yeah. So they, <laughs> we have another box fight where they're throwing each other around in the boxes. Um, and they're trying to stab each other. And I think they do like, of course, Craig gets stabbed in the arm because everybody always gets stabbed in the arm. Right. Um, he gets stabbed in the arm. And then eventually uh, the police finally show up. I mean, it's not clear who called them or why they're there. <laughs> Um, but the police finally show up. Yes. Uh, they come into the room um, and they see uh, Bobby Lee standing over Craig, who has been, you know, defeated in his boxes. Um, and Craig three, is holding. There's only three boxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So he's holding a knife over him. Um, and it, of course, the guy is like, uh, you know, you know, drop your weapon, drop your weapon or we're going to shoot. Uh, so he goes to turn around with his hands up, and then Craig keeps like threatening him, like as soon as you turn around, I'm gonna stab you. And like you turn around, I'm gonna stab, stab you. Yeah. So then, he, so then he's afraid to <laughs> turn around, of course, even though the police are right there. Yeah. Um. So then he goes to jump at Craig, and then he gets shot. Yep. Uh, dies immediately. <laughs> One shot, like, immediate death. Huge explosion out of him too. By right. The way. Yeah. They turn him over, like he gets shot in the back for the most part. Yeah, and just like huge explosion of blood in the front. <laughs> yeah, but no exit hole or anything. Just blood. Correct. Just blood. <laughs> <laughs> just blood. And then yeah, then of course Craig goes, "Oh, thanks, he got him. Like he killed everybody. Like all their corpses are back. You know, in there we found them all. Blah blah blah." Um. So they're like, "Okay, you know, we'll just believe everything you say, and we'll just start you, processing." I'll, I'll be fine right here. Sure, we'll leave you. See ya. Yeah. So they all they all <laughs> leave him. You know, without doing anything, they walk away. He goes and gets the sleeping lady. Yep. Um, and then figures out that he's not going to be able to get out of this alive. So then he walks her over to the incinerator. Yep. And throws her in the incinerator. And then the cops are outside, you know, seeing all this smoke come out. And they're, what do they say? Like, oh, somebody must be cooking barbecue or something. Oh, something. It smells. What is that smell? It smells really bad. Well, this is why they're closing this place. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something <laughs> stupid. Yes. And then that's it. Yep. So, over. yep, we have a bad ending because it's, I'm assuming that he's escapes. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no evidence left. Correct. Right? So they, they immediately he, believed him when they shot the other guy. What are the cops going to think? Like, oh, we shot the wrong guy? Of course not. No. No. <laughs> of course not. They're going to be like, yep, we shot the right guy. Totally cool. Yep. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that was an interesting movie. Yes, yes. So, uh, first thoughts. First thoughts uh, for me when I was when I was watching it uh, was essentially those you know uh, how bad the editing was. <laughs> it was so bad. It was painful, painful to watch. I mean, it was just like like film students, <laughs> like in their first year of film school, could have done a better job editing than these people did. I understand yeah. it's 1982, but like, come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the the set design was was terrible. <laughs> the editing was terrible. Um. Most of the special effects were terrible, aside from I said those two side you know scenes yeah. that I already pointed out. Those were like surprisingly good. The rest of them were terrible. Oh, the 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 bodies that he had in the surgery looked awful because he re- he retrieved the pressure cooked woman. Yeah. Yeah. And looked bad. Yeah, well, it looked like she just had, like, it looked like they, like, mixed fake blood and Vaseline together, and then just, like, smeared it all over her face. Yeah. That's what it looked like they did. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I like the when the, the Brian's body with, like, his, you know, hacked off arm, it was, like, yep. the arm wasn't even the right size. It looked like a, <laughs> it was, like, the size of, like, a baby shoulder. I mean, it was, like, yeah. what's going on? Again, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, it was all, it was all bad all around. Um, I mean, of course, the acting was horrendous. I mean. It was it was extremely bad. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's overall bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, that's that's my first thought. Is overall bad. What, yeah. what was your first thoughts? Uh, I got thirty minutes into it, so watching with the wife. She goes, "Can we watch something else?" So I actually watched th- the first thirty minutes of this, and she couldn't continue. So then we ended up watching ATM and Bear Watch Out, and then, then shoehorned it in today for the last part of this. That gives you any indication of how well I did not want to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it was rough. Like, yeah, again, I was like, uh, you know, let me look up something on the internet. Like, what was that? Like, it was it was hard to focus. Like, it's and there's like it was like again, a lot of these older horror movies do this where there's like there's too much of like a lack in events happening. Mm-hmm. Like they just have like these they drone on with like stuff that doesn't matter, and it's just like right. you know there's like thirty minutes of nothing happening. Right, it's what it's because it it's these it's I mean like I said two of the kills spectacular right um and it's really we discuss this a lot is it's just fluff between kills except they didn't know what to do for the fluff <laughs> right yeah like the fluff was just like two people with terrible acting and horrible editing so it's like like yeah it's horrible on on multiple levels and it's like, uh the people they're like just trying to play like pool together and it just it's so painful like you get like you can tell they're like you know actors that have never acted before yeah <laughs> they just they don't even understand how to deliver their lines it's it's bad it's just yeah bad. when she missed the shot in pool it's like a monkey could have shot better yeah it's bad and like you're trying to like and at that point in time we're like He's trying to coerce her to sleep on his floor or in his bed with him. This is Craig and the other woman, not Joanne. Uh, but like, like that's 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 his way of trying to get with her is insulting her pool game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Craig has that like, you know, like really crappy pickup artist vibe going on. Yeah, like yeah. He just like yeah, Mister like kind of alpha male dude. Like yeah, he's he's not yeah. a nice guy. No, I, and I, I actually, they actually said a line that I would, that we, the wife watched it with me at the, the last part too today. And she agrees. We're talking about like getting grades in college that you have to work for it. He goes, yeah, make the teachers like you and you can skate by. I think that's true. 
that some teachers you can do that uh to a degree but he said like i don't even have to take the final like that's horseshit there's no way that you can get out of not taking a final right but i mean like in other but you can have the teacher like you there is some truth to that oh yeah i mean yeah if you're charming enough you can get away with a lot of stuff yeah do i think that guy was charming enough absolutely not (laughs) no not in the least bit right um, but you know, this is still before what I would consider the quintessential Christmas horror movie being Silent Night, Deadly Night, and really then being for us, and it may be like the third Christmas horror movie, right? Because we had Black Christmas, we had Christmas Evil, which came out before that, which was the first killer Santa, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of all over the place, though. You know, the in the cement, the pipes, the clothes shops of everyone, the darkness. It felt confining when it didn't need to be confining. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, again, there just there's a lot of mistakes made yeah. <laughs> with this movie. So, I mean, um, yeah, sounds but, good. Yeah, your highlights. I, I, your highlights and my highlights are probably the same thing is those two kills. Yeah, but like I said, those two kills were, like I said, surprisingly good compared to the rest of the movie. And I can um, understand them not showing the head getting run over, especially for 1982 or 1981 when they were filming this. That That's something they typically didn't show. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to it's hard to do. But obviously they had it in them to do good practical effects. Well, some somebody songs. did. Yeah, they might have right. left halfway through the movie. Or something. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but somebody yeah. did. Somebody had some talent and then left. Right. Or they're like, all right. It's like, I, all right, we got these first two kills away. All right, this is what I want to do for the next three. Yeah, we don't have money. Rather money. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, oh, can't pay you. Uh, right, later. Speed bump for a car. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I have we'll just, this... just hit him in the arm with a machete and we'll just squirt some blood on you and then that's it. Yep. Oh, this mannequin arm doesn't match. Ah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Just use the baby arm. Exactly. Do you have any other highlights other than those two kills? Uh, no. Other than seeing Princess Vespa <laughs> and, and something before Spaceballs was fun. And being a girlfriend of Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, again, I mean, that was that was fun. But yeah, that's about it. Um. And then yeah, low points. I mean, yeah, just, I've already I've already said most of it. It just the acting, the editing, <laughs> so many so many bad things. I would say if I had to pick one, I would say probably the editing because it was atrocious. Oh, usually, yeah. usually you don't notice it at all. Even if it's not great, you don't notice it, right? It's just you know a standard thing. It was so bad that I noticed it. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the especially the sound that you're talking about. Two people talking, you can clear they're not in the same room or one's like a foot away from the microphone than the other person. Um, and when they're hiding underneath stairs, I don't know if that was supposed to be like the sitter going, but it's like whatever that noise was muffled their speech. Yeah. They're both hiding at the end. I go, what are they saying? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't um, I don't think it mattered to be fair. No, no. And then, and then the low point also is the reveal of Craig being the killer made zero sense at all. I it almost feels like it was attacked on thing. 
know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like, hey, we need to have we need to show the killer, and it needs to be somebody, as opposed to all the red herrings that we got. Um, they could have left it as a bad ending. We didn't know who it was. Absolutely could have done that. Uh, yeah, but, that's too bad. I mean, if you don't give us any hints at all, that's I don't. That's bad. Well, it's better. Is it? Yeah, no hints though. I mean, like he his love for her came out of nowhere. So yeah, again, like and he was like hitting on the other girl the whole time, right? Like every time they were like partnering up, he was like, "I'll go with Patty." Like every time, like he completely avoided the other girl, and then at the end, all of a sudden, now he loves that girl. It's like, right? Uh, yeah, what? No, there's no, there's no illusion foreshadowing. Nothing. I mean, obviously, Maybe. it was done on purpose, but. I mean, maybe there was. Maybe it was cut. <laughs> Who knows? Right. All right. So, is this? Would you give this to someone on your naughty list or on your nice list? Uh, definitely on my naughty list. Yes. And I would make sure they were a film student, <laughs> so they could really appreciate the bad editing. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Naughty list, hundred percent. It's. I, I watched it, and I will probably never watch it again. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly. Alright, so we're doing number of parkas out of 10 for, for this week. Uh, you know, not parkas in this California college, because there's no snow. <laughs> but parkas in the next rest of the movies that we're discussing. So, how many parkas out of 10 would you give this? Um... Let's see. Okay, it, it was not as bad as Jack Frost. Oh, come on. <laughs> um I'll I'll give it a, a 3 3.5 3.5 parkas out of 10. 3.5 parkas out of 10. Yes. Uh it was bad. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was I'm trying to determine what was better, Christmas Evil or this. Well, Christmas Evil, Christmas Evil to me had some interesting stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gave that one a five. So yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think it's five. as interesting as Christmas Evil was. Correct. It's it's like I said, I put it slightly under Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly under the new Black Christmas as well. So it has to be let. That's definitely worse than Black Christmas. New one. Yes. So yes. yeah, uh, 3.5 is a fair assessment. You can only watch half of it on a rewatch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Well, our next movie, if you want me to do this one, or root tag game, is chronologically is ATM, which came out 10 years ago. And I missed it for 10 years, which is really surprising. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I didn't even really hear about it, which is odd. No. Usually, I at least hear about them. Yeah. Um. So what? It 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 opens up with a guy essentially making like a schematic or floor plan of um something. Right? We don't really know what it is. Yeah, he's going over yeah architectural drawings and using like a a, a slide rule to make lines in various colors. <laughs> on like right. a like a projector, like a like a drafting table, like a lit from underneath drafting table. So, yeah. 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 So he's doing like yeah, creepy uh 
yeah uh creepy lines <laughs> creepy calculations on a drafting table um, right and then yeah he gets up puts on all black puts on a big black parka yep and then walks out the door and then we see a bunch of weird shots of like uh the parking of a parking lot with like a bunch of kind of like bodies and police and stuff yeah um and then yeah but uh, yeah for, but that was like during the credits like they're giving you a little tease of like the end correct um, and so then we essentially cut to a Christmas party at, or we, we go to an office, like they're, uh, uh, brokers, right? So the 401ks and reinvestments firm, essentially. Finance peoples. Finance people, which going over those cubicles, I'm like, oh, I, I'm glad we are in cubicles right now again. <laughs> I hate cubicles. Wow. Well, it's a corporate world, man. I know. But I mean, you have the good sense of like, all right, they're in this corporate crap right um and we meet our our main guy um david and you know he's talking to a guy who he lost like half of this guy's money his 401k investment doing like a bad investment um you know trying to talk him down and you know i found really on this scene is that he's not using the headset he has the phone on his head essentially or you know, print his shoulder in his head. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really weird. Like, do you think they'd have headsets and stuff like that? Uh, well, I mean, I worked in a cubicle and was on the phone a lot and I hated headsets. Yeah. <laughs> so I would always <laughs> use the handset too. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I used it that way too. Um, so then we meet, uh, his friend who's played Corey by Josh Peck. I'm like, holy crap, it's Josh from Josh and Drake. Not that I watched the show, but I know who he is. Um, he's kind of just being like a roving douchebag. Yeah, he's a he bro. Just, he's, yeah. a bro. he's a bro. Well, yeah, he's like a like your typical <laughs> slimy. Oh, absolutely! Like you know, c- corporate finance guy that you know is going to yes. rip you off every, any any chance he gets. Yeah, and the wife had the problem with that because she actually watched that show and like, no, he can't be like that. I don't like seeing him like that. Um, he's an actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're discussing. You know, hey, you're, you're going to the Christmas, it's the, you know, the Christmas party, are you going to come? Like, no, I'm just going to go home. And it goes, well, she'll be there. This is her last day here. She's quitting. And it's Alice's Eve's character, Emily. Oh, she's going to be there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, can you be my ride? Yeah. <laughs> can, you be, can, you, can you be my designated driver? Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so they end up going to the Christmas party and they're a bunch of bros because they say bro a lot. So that's why I'm calling them bros. <laughs> uh, we're all getting shots and just getting completely hammered. And and Corey keeps making fun. One of the guys like, oh, this guy, he grew facial hair. <laughs> like they meant to that joke a lot with that guy. Well, again, he was like, just they're just kind of showcasing how this guy is. He's not even like funny. He's not right. He's not a, a charming guy. He's just a sleazy, slimy guy, right? Um, and everybody around him, you know, can see that. Like he, he can't even make like punchlines of jokes. Like nobody laughs. Nobody understands what he's doing. Anyway, yeah, just he, a just a not fun guy is what is the vibe that we get. Yeah, I like doing cocaine and all that crap. Right. Right. <laughs> um. So, you know, uh, Emily goes to leave and, you know, David's like, oh, this is my last chance. I got to talk to her. 
And he goes, he's like, she's like, go and get a taxi. It's like, hey, I think you've got your hat, your purple hat. And it wasn't her hat. He goes, you don't need to take a taxi. I'll take you home. She goes, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there was a little bit of <laughs> playful flirting banter in there. I mean, it was like, a it, little was, it was a cute moment. Uh, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't being creepy. They knew each other from work. He was being yeah. nice. They were both like, obviously nervous and giggling. Awkward. Like they, yeah. They obviously liked each other. It's not like it yeah. was a shock or anything. Yeah. But it's just surprising that she would say, yeah, you can take me home. Um, but he goes to get his crap. He's like, hey, you know, I'm leaving. And his friend Corey's goes, oh, dude, you're my ride home. You told me you're going to take me home. Like, I didn't want to be here. I'm taking Emily up. Well, just take me home. It's like 10 minutes all away. She lives outside the city, which I'm assuming is Chicago because they have Illinois license plates. Well, yeah, um, yeah, that was, yeah there's also an Illinois license. Um, and if, the only thing that was like close to it is uh, the guy that was doing the drawings. Yeah. Um one of the one of the like the map sections that they showed was Rockford. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Rock, so. yeah definitely, definitely <laughs> so Rockford. So it is in the Illinois area. <laughs> yes. We know Rockford. Oh. Uh, so they go, okay. So he's like, okay, I'll I'll take you home. And you know, Corey's high, he's very drunk, took a bottle with him, and was kind of just being a just agnostic third wheel. For this blooming romance that they're just trying to figure things out, right? And yeah, he's and, like, yeah, John on the phone in the back seat. That wasn't yeah. even his phone. He was, he was on the other guy's phone. Then he's yeah. like, hey, let's go get some food. And they're like, at first they're like, no, 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 just want to go home. And eventually they're like, okay, fine, let's go get some food. And he's like, oh yeah, I don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got to stop off and get money before we get food. I mean, it just yeah it keeps yeah. going, and they just and keep they keep apo- like every like sentence was like, I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry for him. I'm sorry for him. <laughs> right. Or she's like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. Right? Again. Yeah. Again. She was obviously like just excited Nervous. to be yeah. Yeah. You know, with this dude. Like she obviously liked him. He obviously liked her. It's okay. Right. I'm trying to figure out where, you know, downtown Chicago, 10 minutes one way and 20 minutes the other. There's nothing. You're still in Chicago. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was probably somebody that used Chicago. It was filmed in Canada. <laughs> right. So it was somebody that used Chicago as a backdrop simply because they needed a cold city <laughs> yeah. for this to work. And that was the yeah. coldest city they could think of. I mean, they should have went like Minneapolis or something. But. Oh, yeah. But like we know 10 minutes outside of Chicago driving, you're not outside of Chicago. You're barely to the expressway. Yeah. You're in the industrial <laughs> zone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they went into, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to get this you know, pizza place, the best pizza. You know, they agree it's the best pizza. Well, the oh. best pizza that serves slices until 2 a.m. And I was trying to figure out which pizza chain in Chicago does that. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> no, hold on one sec. Okay, so eventually, after you know this whole uh, fiasco where he goes, oh, I need money, so we got to go to this ATM. Uh, so they go to this ATM, which is in the middle of a parking lot, which is like the nicest ATM station I've ever That's seen. That's the beauty. Absolutely. Um, it is like a little like enclosed like uh it, like home thing you know whatever I don't know, like like basically like a foyer for a bank, but in the middle of a parking lot. Like I've seen stuff like this in like the foyer of a bank, so where you like you have to use your card to get in the door, right? Right, um, but never in the middle of a parking. Right, lot. yeah, but never in its own little area in the middle of a parking lot. Never seen that. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, so Corey goes. Um, you know, gets into the little 
you know, house thing. Yep. Uh, tr- you know, screwing around by the ATM. Uh, and then goes back and is like waving <laughs> back towards the car. Um, and he's like, okay, you know, uh, David is like, all right, I'm going to go see what's going on. Right. So he goes uh, in there and he's like, well, what's going on? He's like, oh, my card isn't working. Like the magnetic strip is is messed up on my card. I, I, I can't get money out. You know, can you like take some money out uh, to, to, you know, so that I could, we could go get pizza. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And they're like screwing around in there for a while. Um Emily sees them screwing around in there and then she gets up and comes in too. <laughs> you know, she takes going the like, keys from the car. Yeah, she takes the keys from the car but leaves her purse. Yep. Um, and then goes in there and is like, What are you guys doing? And he's like, Oh, his card won't work. Um, you know, I'm trying to take money out um, you know, to, so that we can go get pizza. Um, right. so he takes money out, whatever, and then they go to turn to leave. Um, and then as like outside, there's like this guy. Well, it's the guy that was from the beginning with the, the architecture drawings. Uh, the guy in the in the all black parka. Uh, he's, he's wearing like you know black pants, black boots, black parka, <laughs> black yep. leather gloves. Uh, he's got like a scarf covering all of his face except for his eyes. But you, you don't even see his eyes until later in the movie. It's just right. like a black nothingness where his face should be in, inside the parka because the parka is covering everything. Right. I also want to point out that he was getting more money than just pizza because. Corey was asking for like $500 for his car or something like that just to show more of a leech that Corey is. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously he was making <laughs> up excuses. Like it's kind of implied that he didn't have the money. Yes. And that's why he was doing it. And it's never implicitly said. I appreciated that. They, they let you like, you know, noodle that one out on your own. Yeah. Um, but no, the 500 was for a different reason. Um, We'll get to Okay. <laughs> in a minute. Um, so anyway, so they go to leave the ATM little building, right? Yeah. Uh, and they see this guy with the uh, the parka just kind of standing, like a, a good distance away. He's probably what, like thirty feet. Yes, but he's between them and their car. Right. Yeah, between them and their car, and they're like, "What's this guy doing? Like, what's up with this guy?" And they're like, "Oh, he's probably just waiting to use the ATM." Yeah. Uh, they're like, "Okay, well, like, why is he just standing?" You know, and they're kind of like arguing amongst themselves, like, you know, about what this guy's motives are, whatever. The guy's just standing there. Um, they're like, okay, well, let's just leave and see if he comes in. They open the door and he starts stepping towards the building. So they close the door immediately. They're like, what's going on? And Corey's like, well, he's probably making his way over here so he can come in, <laughs> you know, because right. we're leaving. So he's going to come in. Um, so they uh, they go to do it again and he, and he steps closer again. And so like this point, they're kind of like, you know, they panic and they're like, what? what's going on? Like, we don't know what this guy's doing. Yeah. So they're like, they're trying to like communicate to the guy, but the guy is not saying anything. He's just like staring at them. Right. Yeah. That, and that's fair. Like, I, I understand like it's the 2 AM in Chicago in the middle of nowhere. I would want to get in the vestibule with other people. Either I'd be paid patient waiting, but it's funny because, because they're, David and Emily are having all these wild thoughts in their head, and Corey's like, he just needs to use the ATM. He's most drunk, most high guy. Right. But actually being the voice of logic there. Right, yeah. So anyway, so they're, they're like, kind of like talking with themselves, like trying to figure out like, okay, well, we should just leave. Like, this is, you know, like, why are we like scared? This, this doesn't make sense. We should just leave. And right. as they're like, you know, making up their mind to leave, like a guy comes uh, with his dog. Yep. Um, and he like lets the dog off his leash. And then lets the dog run in a parking lot. I don't 
understand the logic behind this. Yeah, I don't understand the logic (laughs) behind this thing, but whatever, he does that, right? So the dog runs off, like, whatever, he's going to go play or, you know, use the the facilities on the ground, whatever. (laughs) Um, And so this parka guy, like, walks, like, very briskly over to the guy. The guy, like, you know, tries to talk, tries to say anything, and he just brutally beats him to death. Yep. Um, so yeah, he just knocks him down, like picks up his head and is like slamming his head on the ground, like obviously killing this guy. Like it's extremely obvious what's happening. Um, you know, so the dog comes over and is like, you know, crying and whining, which is very sad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the guy just like, you know, ruffles, kind of rumples through his clothes, uh, pulls out his wallet, puts it in his pocket, then goes back to the same spot he was standing before and then continues to stand there. Um, so now they're like, oh, you know, crap. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do we do? Like, <laughs> this guy's obviously not just waiting for the ATM. He just went and murdered some guy because he came near us. Yep. Of like, what are we going to do? You know, like, the only thing we have that's protecting us is this door because they, you know, you need to scan your card to get in the door. And they're like, well, you know, maybe he doesn't have a card to get in the door, right? You know, so they're thinking, you know, well, what should we do? Like, well, we'll just wait him out. You know, because there is there's heat in there. It's it's not great heat, no. Um, but there's yeah, but there's heat in there. So they're like, I guess we'll just kind of wait, you know, for him to leave. And they go to like uh, say we should call the cops. So uh, of course, David's phone Corey had used, and when he threw it back to him, he you know tossed it to him where he couldn't see it, and it went under his seat. Yep. <laughs> so his phone is underneath his seat. Corey's phone is is dead, and he and it doesn't work. Um, yeah. And then uh, Emily's phone is in her purse, her purse in the car. So they can't call the police. They go to like the ATM, like trying to figure out if they can like, you know, call the police somehow. Pin backward. Um, yeah. Try to do the pin backwards thing, which again, I, I was like, <laughs> I was going to be angry if it worked. Um, but then, yeah, again, Corey comes up with, again, the line of like, okay. What if it's 4224? Yeah. What if, what if it's 4224? Then you're going to get the cops called on you every time you put your pin in. And, you know, right. It's kind of like, oh, well better than nothing like, and then, uh, i mean fair and they try and they try like overdrawing or taking to trying to do more too much money out of the account that's allowed to see if that raises right. an alarm right right yeah so they're like they're trying to figure out like what they can do um and then the guy um uh, what are they okay well, now, is, this, this, is this the argument they have about the door though well, no, I would think okay, goes, three things happen. Yeah. Well, three things happen around the same time, and I don't remember exactly what order they happen in. I guess it doesn't really matter. Okay, one is that um, they find out that the door is not locked because they Emily goes, "Wait a minute, you know, Corey, how did you get in here if your strip isn't working?" Right. What do you mean? If your strip is working, you have to swipe it to get in. He's like, uh, she's like, she's like, I didn't use my car i didn't use the car again they just like just touch the door and it opens yeah well yeah there's like the you know like the push bar yeah which is supposed to unlock it but they just push the door without using yep. the push bar and it just opens so they find out that one okay this is this door just opens this guy is can get in at any time but he doesn't know that right yeah so he doesn't necessarily know that but again they're not as safe as they thought they were yeah. Um, two is that he has he goes around to the back of the little building that they're in to where they can't see him. He's like behind where the actual ATMs are. Right. And he's like banging around and making a bunch of noise back there and they don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the uh, 
Okay, what was the... Oh, and then the third thing, they basically decide that they're going to have to get to the car, okay? Uh, one, to see if they can get the car started, but two, basically just to get the purse and get the phone so they can call the police. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they go to... Um, you know, they wait until he's back behind the thing, and then the David runs to the car um, to try to grab the purse, but when he gets to... Um, Oh wait, no. So the the scene where he went to their car had to have been first. Yes. So um, he also something to keep in mind is since she Emily took his keys, which they didn't mention, but his self lock doesn't work on his car. Right. On the on the yeah, key the file. clicker doesn't work. Right. Right. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So at some point, yeah, he went back to their car because the door was open because obviously she tried to lock it, but the clicker didn't. work. Yes. Um, so he goes in the car and he uh, messes around in there. They don't know what he did. Um, then he opens up the trunk and he takes out the tire iron and the toolbox. And sorry, the toolbox is what he's using to try to get into the back door. Yes. And he's, he's using, using tire iron to try to hit the door, break it open, pry right. it open, the right. lock. Right. Yeah. So he's he's doing that on that back door. So he, he went to the car previous to this, but they don't know what he did. Correct. Anyway. So they. OK. So now David goes out to the car. Um, and then when he gets to the car, he sees that is like he had this little clip that was like a saint protection thing. Guardian angel. Yeah. Right. That was like stuck in the keyhole, So he couldn't open the door. Um, so he ran around to the other side and then the guy sees him and he's coming running at him um, from behind the place. But he's trying to get in the car first. Uh, he gets into the passenger side. He he sticks. The, he goes to stick the key in the ignition. He turns the key. Nothing happens. He sees like all these wires are pulled out of the. Yep. The drive, you know, the, the steering column. So like, obviously yeah. the car is now messed up. Dead. So the guy, the guy catches up to him. He closes and locks the door. He smashes the window with the tire iron, opens the door and is grabbing him. Um, and he manages to collect this, you know, kind of wiggle out of his suit coat. Yeah. That he was wearing, um, that was a little side note. I love how, when they were all cold, like they, they flipped up the collars on their suit blazers. Yes. Like that was somehow going to make them warmer. So I thought it was funny. Well, yes, at this point in time, it's negative one. Right. Side. Right. Yeah. So then nobody has a coat. I mean, like, a- Emily's the only one with a coat, but that coat is like, it's like a, a light windbreaker fall jacket. Like, when it's no one is negative dressed for one the cold. in Chicago. Right. We know what that's like. Yeah. Everybody has giant, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thick coats, multiple layers. Everybody knows how to dress when it's that cold. And yes. these people are dressed like, you know, they just walked out of work on a summer day. Yes. <laughs> Well, sorry, on a on an early fall day because she did have a jacket on, not like a good a jacket, a jacket. Yeah, yeah. These people have never been in Chicago, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. So he wiggles out of the uh, driver's side door, um, and he manages to run back to um the little place, and then the guy is chasing him the whole time. And again, when he hits his thirty feet away from the door thing, he stops. Yep. Um, so he's back in there. Now he doesn't have his suit coat, um, but they're basically back to where they were. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, he obviously was not able to <laughs> retrieve her purse or anything. Um, yeah. So, okay. So then he goes back to, um, and he's messing around with the door in the back. Um, they come up with the idea of they're going to take out as much money as they can. Right. Um, and then that's when he takes out $500 and then he says, okay, now you take out $500 to Corey. Um, and then we'll put it in there. And he's like, I told you, I can't take out $500. 
He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. Yeah. Um, so he puts the $500. Um, Emily gives her his earrings. earrings, right? I guess like diamond earrings or something. Sure. Um, and then he puts his watch. I think Corey puts his watch yeah. in this envelope. Yep. Um, and they basically like he steps out of the door. Um, the guy comes around to the side. Um, and he says, okay, there's money and earrings and a watch in this envelope. You know, like, we I'll toss it to go. you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just take that. You let us go. We'll just, you know, forget this ever happened. Yep. Like, obviously, we haven't seen your face. Like, you know, just forget about it. You know, we didn't see anything. <laughs> and then we'll go. Right. Um, so they, like, throw him the uh, the envelope. Um, and then they, they go to try to leave. And, of course, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like that. Yep. He does. He he does take the envelope though. Yes. At first, and they thought, okay, we're cool now. And then he charges back at them, or traps them back inside. Right. I'm trying. I don't remember exactly how he did that or what happened there. Anyway, I know that they threw the envelope to him. He put the envelope in his pocket, um, and they thought that they were going to be able to leave, and it you know became very clear that that wasn't going to work. <laughs> Right. Um and very shortly after that is when the security guard um who they had seen briefly before but didn't come in here the the, the security guard comes into the parking lot. Um, did they did he kill the heat yet? The what? He did this. Did he he killed the heat to the building. Right. Yeah. So so now the what little heater furnace was going there was now off. So now right. they're trapped inside with their pea coats and business coats. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's getting colder. You know, they're, they're afraid that they're not going to last the night at this point. Um, so yeah. So, uh, Emily writes help on the window in lipstick, hoping that somebody will see it. Um, and then, yeah, so the security guy comes in there, they're all like waving their arms around. So he comes in there to check out what's going on. Um, you know, he parks his little security car. You know, it's not a cop. Just a security guy. Doesn't have a gun. Right. Which um, they and, point out. He's like, he's not going to have a gun. Right. He's just security. Right. Which, I mean, if he was a good security guard, he would have just called the police immediately because that's what you do. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was a security guard. That's what they teach you. Like, yeah, you see something bad going on, you call the police. You don't, don't try hero. to do anything yourself because you can't. Right. Um, yeah. So it's only like the, you know, the very uh, overzealous types that try to do things themselves. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so they he gets out of his car, and he walks towards him, like, obviously something's going on. Um, and the guy with the parka is not there at the moment, right? They lost him while they were looking for the security guy. They don't know where he is. Um, so yeah. they're, like, you know, t- you know basically waving. waving the guy to come over. Um, Shouting and, at him, yeah. Right, and then as he starts walking over, they see the parka guy, you know, coming over to him, and, you know, they try to warning him or whatever, and it's and it's too late. <laughs> Yep. And uh yeah, and he gets smacked with the tire iron and then he just yeah, smacks him a whole lot of times to where he's very obviously dead. And stamps on his face. Right. Yeah. Just for good measure. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not not pleasant. No. <laughs> um so yeah, so then he like for whatever reason he leaves the dog walker's body there. Yeah. This guy he moves his his body into the car again. Yeah. I don't yeah, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> well, he does Why, that, uh, and then he also then puts the envelope that he had into the trunk as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Everything that uh, he's gotten, like the 
whatever, all this stuff is in, is in the trunk. Um, so yeah, then he goes back to, um, I'm trying to think, Oh no, this is the point where the other guy, right? Corey. Uh, well, no, the other, they're, they're like basically in there, um, kind of talking amongst themselves, like what they can do, how they're going to get out of there, what's going to happen. And all of a sudden somebody opens the door and it's oh, a yeah. guy and it's a guy in, in the parka, parka. right yeah. the guy in the dark parka they all like grab him and freak out and they're all like you know wrestling around with them and throwing them around and this guy with the parka is like you know just fighting back not saying anything not doing anything yep and they eventually they hold him down um and he strangles him to death with the pen cable like the pen wire that they have Which, in banks to prevent you from stealing the pen those things are garbage when yeah hold i know <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and they snap immediately. But yeah, so anyway, he manages to strangle this guy with this cord, right? Yeah. Um, so they strangle him and they're like, oh man, it's over. Like we got him, you know. Um, so that yeah, as they like they stand up and they come to terms as like what's happening, like, okay, we can leave now. And they turn around and look out the window, and the guy is still standing out there yep. in his normal spot. And they look down, and there's the guy, but you know, dressed basically the same. Um, but he is uh, uh you know dead <laughs> not oh, the yeah. guy obviously um, so yeah, they, they look through his wallet and they find out he's just some like janitor that was on his way to work he's got like wife and kids whatever and Corey rightfully says like yeah you know, people killers have wife and kids too or it might not even be real it might be fake right which is totally Corey's still he's against like, again being the voice of reason yeah yeah he's slimy ass but he's gonna be in the voice of reason and again and he says like it, maybe he was working with them like we don't know there might be more than one of them we haven't seen their face right you know, it's it might you know it might be more than one of them. Maybe that's why they're finding us so easy. Who knows? Yep. Um. So yeah. So now they have a dead guy <laughs> in there with them, and they're still trapped in there. And Corey takes his coat because yeah. he's wearing a nice warm parka. Right. Yes. Yeah. So Corey takes his coat, um, and then basically decides that he's gonna make a break for it. Right. Um. So yeah, he waits until he goes back behind uh the place again, um, and then he runs like out there he runs just full speed through the parking lot yes. um, now i was originally confused as to what the hell happened here oh absolutely like um, it, it sounded like he got shot he crippled well, like i thought he, got he shot. just i thought he slipped and fell on ice is what i thought happened i thought he slipped and fell on ice and i'm like did he like sabotage the parking lot with ice patches i'm like that doesn't make any sense because they drove in there they would have seen Right. You know, like anyway, I was confused as what was going on. And eventually, like as the Parker guy is walking over there, he makes a point to like touch the wire that he had yeah. set up between the light poles. And they like did a trip like a trip wire, but right. like chest level. Right. And they did make a point earlier when he took the toolbox out of their trunk. Yeah. Uh, when he was opening this stuff up to look at the tools when he was going to work on the door, he did pull up a big roll of wire. Right. That was in there. So I like okay, I was like, okay, that's like the point whatever yeah. so yeah so he ran full force into this wire that knocked him out oh um, yeah so parka guy gets over to him um they struggle around um basically Corey gets stabbed with a screwdriver yeah um, in the stomach um and, and essentially like you know looks dead <laughs> Um, yes, so that us- they- usually stabbings to the stomachs or gunshots are fatal. Right, right. Because of the with the sepsis. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, it looks it looks looks like he's dead. So then, yeah, the guy goes back to like you know in his normal guard position, and then they're now they're like panicking. They don't know what to do because it's just Emily and David stuck in there now. 
Yep. Um, so they're like, you know, okay, what do we do now? You know, what's going on? Um, and again, he goes around um, in the back um, to screw around. And at this point, Corey manages to come back somehow. Yes. Still barely alive. Like they see him alive. up. They're like, holy crap. Right. Um, uh, yeah. They, yes. they retrieve him, and he's they're trying to figure out if they can take out the essentially screwdriver from his stomach. Yeah. Right well, and they rightfully left it in because they always tell you, like, if someone has been stabbed with something, don't pull it out because it'll make it worse. Right. Um, but, I mean, he's bleeding a lot anyway. So they're like, they're trying to like soak up the blood with like the, you know, the deposit yeah. slips that deposit are in the, slips. Yeah. in the thing. I don't know why you need a deposit slip for an ATM, but whatever, they're in there. Well, you can um, make deposits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but then they, they put a bunch of deposit slips on his stomach and then she uses her Pico tie and ties it around and kind of like stop, put pressure on, I guess. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, they're going to try to like save him that way um and then yeah. when they do that all of a sudden like water starts pouring in from um the the heater so like yeah. whatever whatever dude was doing back there he now is spraying water yeah he is there by the a christmas tree lot which has a not it's negative five outside right a not frozen hose right oh, yeah fire <laughs> hose that was laying out the hose. street right. yeah by the christmas tree lot and uh-huh. on top of doing that he Pushes the car, David's car, so they can't get out. Right. Yeah. So while they're while, while they're trying to stop his bleeding and stuff. Yeah. They push the door up. It pushes the car up to the door so they where they can't escape. Yes. Um. So yeah. So then then like it you know, starts filling up with water. Obviously, they can't open up the door. Like this place is going to turn into uh, an aquarium. <laughs> yes. You know they they can't get out. They can't do anything. So um, they're trying to like put. Uh, Corey up on the shelf, you know, to where you sign the uh, the deposit yeah. slips, um, and like very painfully drop him like multiple times. Oh yeah, um, he's not looking good. They kind of just kind of prop him up in the corner while they figure out what's going on. Um, he just kind of dies kind of silently off camera. Yes, he does. <laughs> they don't really blood like focus hy- on him. Blood loss and hyperthermia. Obviously. Right. Yeah, they don't really like focus on him anymore, but yeah, that was the last alive thing he did was moan when they f- dropped him on the ground after failing I to would, get him on. I don't blame him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um so so then they're like um trying to figure out what to do. Um they they somehow managed to get dry uh deposit slips, I don't know how, into a garbage can that was somehow also dry. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're trying to stand on the first. They're trying to stand on the ledge, right? Um, and you know, trying to use light a couple pieces of paper on fire to. There's a sprinkler system. They go, okay, the sprinkler system should alert the fire department, right? And Solid okay, plan. Here's a, here's a, a just a quick aside here, real fast. Uh, they noticed this sprinkler early on. Yes. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, like Corey, give me your lighter," because they knew he smoked. Right. And he's like, I don't have one. Yep. And so like, okay, never mind. And now that they look through his pockets. He has a cigarette box with they a lighter. find a pack of cigarettes <laughs> with a lighter in it. I was like, why would he lie about that? That doesn't, again, right. like, I know he's a creepy, slimy guy, but why would he do that? <laughs> like, right. it doesn't, I don't understand why he did that. Again, at that point, it's like, you're thinking maybe he's a suspect, but he's freaking dead at this point. So it's like, yep. what? 
Anyway, oh yeah, just, I don't yeah, disagree. I don't disagree. It's again, those it, those are interesting things. I like when they do things like that in movies when they're not like ridiculous plot holes, but when they're actually like, why is this? Why would people lie about this? Or or there, you know, there's things in there that are not explicitly told to you that you have to figure out on your own. Right. I, I like those that those things. It's figured out. Yeah. Like in this movie, it's like you know he is broke. He doesn't have any money. He acts like he's rich. But he yep. has nothing. That's why he has to bum rides. That's why he has to bum money. That's why he has to like have somebody else pay for his food and stuff because he's broke. He doesn't have anything. Right. And even though he pretends like he does, he doesn't, you know. Yep. And, but again, they don't explicitly tell you that. There's no like scene where they show like balance zero on the ATM, nothing like that. It's just the way that he's acting. You can interpret that. Right. Um. But again, I mean, maybe he's just a cheap bastard. I mean, again, he's lying about the lighter. Maybe he's lying about everything else. Who knows? Oh, yeah. But again, that's the, the, just the interesting things I like, the intangibles that I, I like in, in movies. Yeah. Anyway, so they take the lighter that they have now found. They light all these, like, uh, deposit slips on fire in this somehow dry garbage can. Yep. Um, and he's trying to stand on this ledge and hold it up to the, uh, the sprinkler, and he can't quite make it over there. Um, so uh, Emily comes with the idea of, oh, I'll just get on your shoulders, and then I'll hold it up. And Which then makes it'll sense. go off. Right. Yeah. Should have been like, the oh. first thought. Yeah. Like, okay. But, good idea. Uh. So she gets on his shoulders. She holds up the thing to the sprinkler. The sprinkler goes off. The alarm goes off. Like, okay. <laughs> they succeeded. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're all kind of like smiling, like, hey, we finally got it. Uh, David slips and falls. And uh, Emily's head comes down hard. Oh, yeah. On that, on the little table thing. Steel table with glass um, over it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he like tries to, like, you know, wake her up, make sure her head's out of the water or whatever. And it's very clearly shown dead. that she's just dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's just gone. There's just, there's no saving this. So yeah, he's sitting there with the alarm going off <laughs> and everything, um, you know, going off and he's just kind of crying over what's going on. And he just kind of like, at this point just feels like, yeah, I'm just going to drown in here. Right. Like no, yep. I'm not going to get out of this. Um, and then while he's sitting there, um, all of a sudden there's like this big crash and the car that was holding the door closed, like crashes through the front of the little building that he was in. Yep. All the water gets out. Right. Yeah. The water gets out. That was like, you know, filling up because it was at like what knee height at this point. <laughs> yeah. Obviously yeah, all the water catches out and you see that the um, security car smashed into the back of the other car and pushed it into the door. Yeah. Um, run over, run over Corey. If he was still alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah, the other two bodies are still in there <laughs> and he sees, uh, the guy in the parka sitting out in his lawn chair that he had brought out earlier to sit in yep. and watch them drown. Um, yep. and he sees the guy in the parka doing that. He, he pulls out the bottle of tequila that Corey had with him, um, makes a Molotov out of it, which is not possible, <laughs> but whatever <laughs> for the movie, I guess we'll say, sure. Right. Um, so he makes a uh, Molotov out of tequila and, and throws it and, uh, you know, unerringly lands directly next to um, where the guy is sitting. The guy catches all on fire. Right. No yep. reaction, no movement, no nothing. Um, like, oh, that's interesting. Yep. Um, so he goes, you know, and, and kind of walks over there. And, and as we see the camera pans away, it's a security parka. It's not the guy's parka. Yes, yeah, so it's the dead security guard. Right, it's a dead security guard. So all the cops show up. Um, they arrest David. Um, and they see all the other bodies and everything. And now we get to the point where they showed during the credits. There were like all the bodies in the, the parking lot. 
um, you know, showing people getting you know, put in body bags and all that kind of stuff. Um, and essentially we get this little kind of short montage showing us that um, the camera shows everything up until the point of start smashing the them ATM. Well, they were smashing on the ATM to try to get out of there. So this is before um, uh, the water starts getting pumped in. Before the car is there, before. Right. Yeah. So, they, yeah, the car didn't show up until the water, uh, all that stuff after all that shit. Is not they, so the camera cut right. out before then. So essentially, because this guy stayed out of the camera range, that's why he was standing thirty feet away from the door, so yep. that he wouldn't show up on the ATM cameras. So essentially, what they show is uh, three people going into an ATM, acting really weird, you know, smashing on stuff, trying to break into the wall, trying to like you know right. find out a way out of this place. Um, David, and, David and Corey fighting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, David and Corey fighting a little bit. They strangle a guy that tries to come in to go to the ATM. He um, accidentally shoves Emily at one point. Right, yeah, shoves Emily at one point. They show Corey running out and then running back in and then, you know, obviously being stabbed. I mean, so, like, from the ATM camera, it looks like they were just weird, crazy people doing weird stuff. Yep. Um, and this guy on the parka is, again... He was always very, very careful to stay out of the range of the cameras. Yes. Yeah, so um, David's clearly arrested. Right. Yeah. So David <laughs> is, murder. again, probably going to be convicted of all of these murders um, because of what they see on the camera. And then the results of which, you know, they, they don't get to see all the stuff that happened in there. And it's, a, you know, I have no idea who this Parker guy is. And the Parker <laughs> guy, when the cops show up, just kind of fades into the background. Yep. Um, and then we see the crowd of people that are watching him get carted away. Um, the guy has the little saint medallion that was stuck in the door in yes. his hand. So we know it's him and we know he's, you know, watching it happen. Um, and then movie over. And then as as uh, the credits roll, um, we do see uh, him kind of drawing out more architectural drawings, which looks like different, all kinds of different locations. Rockford. <laughs> Yeah, with Rockford and all that kind of stuff, but basically him planning other, um, right. So he he understands exactly where he's supposed to stand, where he can't stand, and stuff like that. So this isn't his first rodeo; it won't be his last rodeo, essentially. Like he's planned all this before; he'll do it again. Essentially, living in his storage locker, planning the stuff out. Right. Yeah. So it shows that this guy is like some kind of creepy. <laughs> serial killer that like basically is like a ghost. Yeah. Because he didn't care about money. Right. At all. So, yeah. What were your first thoughts on this then? Um again, as I was watching it, I thought it was it was interesting. It was better than um it, it kind of let off. Um Again, I was very surprised because, again, you know, like when I'm watching it, you know, it shows the um, the Rotten Tomato score before you watch it. Yeah. The Rotten Tomato score was like 15%. Yeah. And I was just, I was very surprised. I'm like, why is this 15%? Like, it's not a fantastic movie, but it's not bad. No. You know, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's fun. I mean, there's enough like nuance going on, you know, like you get, you know, the feel of like these characters again, like, you know, Corey's acting like a creepy, slimy guy, but again, like. All this stuff is like, you know, you don't know. <laughs> Again, it's like intangible stuff. You don't know if he's lying. You don't know if it's true. You don't know why he's, you know, 
acting the way that he is? Why did he lie about having a lighter? I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But again, that's what people do. People do weird stuff. Yes. So it just felt it felt kind of real to me the way that they were interacting with each other. Um, just the way that they were acting, you know, with stuff. I mean, obviously, are there things that they could have done to get out of there? Yes, obviously they could have. I mean, there's three of them. <laughs> okay, there's three of them. If one guy wants to play the hero, right? If he wants to play the chivalrous, you know, save, you know, the girlfriend kind of thing, right? Even though they're not girlfriend, right. I understand that. But I'm saying if he wanted to do the right thing, saying like, okay. Everybody get out of the door and run in three completely different directions. You yep, can only chase one of us. Right. So if two people run off and then one guy stays back to like, you know, attack him, whatever. I mean, you may lose and he may kill you. But again, the other two people are going to get away. Yep. So, I mean, you could easily do that. So, I mean, again, he was trying to sacrifice himself by going to the car and doing all that kind of stuff. So, like, he very easily could have been like, okay, there's three of us. Let's run in three different directions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or two is like why they would strangle that guy when they very clearly had him under control. Like, yeah, they could he had one him. arm. Corey had the other arm. They had him down on the ground like he was not able to fight back at that point. Why you would strangle someone that can't fight back? That's your own fault. Oh, yeah. That's why you don't kill people when you can very, you know, I mean, and again, kill people when they are going to kill you. I completely understand that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, you can't do that. Right. But if you have somebody under control and they can't hurt you and you kill them anyway, that's your fault. Yeah. And they very clearly did that because that guy was, he was held down. He was incapacitated. There's nothing he could have done to them at that point. Why they didn't try to talk to him is beyond me. Like, why are you doing this? Who are you? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, okay. You know, we got you. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Something, anything. So where the guy could have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like start a conversation. They didn't even try. Yeah. Again, I mean, yeah, uh, bad decisions. But again, the real world is made of bad decisions, right? People do <laughs> yeah. dumb stuff all the time. You're like, why the hell did you do that? Who knows? You know, people panic in situations and they do weird, stupid stuff. But again, it just it felt, uh, I, I guess, realistic to me. You know, there's yeah. things that they could have done, but people panic in those situations. And again, it's easier for you to stay in one place with the people, you know, and try to hide rather than try to think smartly and do things right. But yeah, whatever. I get it. I, I, again, I thought it was, I thought it was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's definitely better than 15%. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I saw that percentage too. I'm like, but we've seen other movies on our list that were going why is it so low? That's good. It's a right. Yeah, good I don't. Movie. I don't get it. Like again, that's. <laughs> I mean, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, it's a good gauge for things. Not for but, horror movies, though. Yeah, apparently not. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand movies. where the numbers are coming from. They seem to be random. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I never. I had never seen this movie. Um, first, you know, first thoughts. Yeah, like doesn't seem not plausible about their jackets. Absolutely, because I've we've been, spent many winters in Chicago. They're going, you bundle up because it's cold as fuck outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, but care. even even like the tough guys <laughs> that are like, I wear shorts. You know, when even when it's negative twenty outside, they still have like a trench coat. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, everybody has at least a heavy coat, if nothing else. Well, I you mean, know, they it, may not have yeah. a hat and gloves if they're, you know, business type people and they're only going to be outside for very short periods of time, but you're always going to have a coat or something. 
And these yeah, guys I didn't mean, even have that. They didn't even have a coat at all. Right. I said, you know, in fairness, you know, it's it was negative degrees outside for us the past couple of days, right? I'd still hail the garbage in shorts if I have a jacket on. But like if I'm in Chicago at four AM, I'm bungled up. Yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> way. I mean it's freezing cold. Oh, the wind through there's horrible. Yeah, but I'm saying like I mean that negative degrees, and again, that was on a like a bank temperature gauge. That doesn't even count wind chill. Right, because that's those just the accurate. temperature. Yeah, we, <laughs> we always just went through that. Are. Yeah, yeah, we just went through that. I mean, the wind chill was like negative twenty five, but the right. air temperature was like negative two. Right. So it's like yeah, it was the same temperature. Like you went outside for like what? I like I taken the dog out for like five minutes, and it is freezing cold. And I'm well, like, they say it's fifteen. Uh, what we had fifteen minutes exposed skin is frostbitten. Right. Yeah. Like I have, you know, I, w- I was wearing like multiple layers <laughs> with a, with a, you know, big furry hat and gloves and everything, you know, like yes. everything. And I was out there for five minutes and I was cold. So I was like, yes. I can only imagine, like, why would you would ever go outside without a coat in that weather? And like, you deserve what you got. <laughs> yes. Uh, but other than that, like I said, this was an interesting movie because it's, it's mystery, right? We don't mm-hmm. know anything about the Parker guy, really. And I think it was a good play on, you know, I think you all, I think everyone has those moments, especially when you're with other people. Like if you're in that situation, I'm sure your mind would be go, okay, what does this guy want to? Right. Between you and your car. And I think they did good, good. The, the conversation was good. It was actually great because everyone has those scenarios that run through their head ever so briefly in that situation. Like, you know, if you go to the ATM in a bank, not that we go to get cash anymore, but didn't you always have the slight unease if someone was behind you? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like a normal fear. Like, I mean, that's that's why they originally came up with those. Like, you had to use your card to get into the ATM place so that you didn't have to worry about people, like, sitting behind you, you know? I mean, stuff like that. Right, and that's uh, but I said the the conversations that they immediately jump to are normal conversations. I think people generally have. Right, and again, yeah, that's I think that's like I mean that's maybe my highlight is probably going to be like just the kind of what I felt was genuine reactions or genuine yes. conversation. Yes, like it, yeah, yeah, it really felt like this is probably how people in a panicked situation may really act. Yes. That's yeah, definitely I, a highlight of it. Yeah, and again, I thought I just thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting, and again, it just the you know the little weird things, like why is he lying about stuff? Like he's obviously not in cahoots with the guy because he got stabbed to death by the guy, right? So like right. He, had, he was no part of it. Why the hell did he lie about the lighter? Right. Like I mean, lying about your your card and your money is one thing, you know, because whatever you could be completely broke, yeah. um, and you just don't have the money, and you're trying to scam money out of people, whether you're broke or not, and you're just cheap. Who knows? Whatever it is. You're trying to scam money on people. That's one thing. But telling them you don't have a lighter when you're obviously in a life-threatening situation that they were in. Like, why right. would you lie about that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's And they argue about, like, the, the theorize, the theories they had of the motivation of Parker guy were valid because they're like, oh, that maybe it's that guy that you got rid of half his 401k. You know, they go, Corey, you must piss off a lot of people in your day. Right. So right. the rationalization they're trying to figure out, like, I think that's very common, especially when we see stuff like that. We get that with serial killers. Like, we always have to have that rationalization of why. 
Yeah. And having that play out without the why is pretty fun. Well, it was, it, yeah, it was nice because, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're usually in these kind of movies, there's always like suspects, right? Right. Um, and in this one, there's none. There's like, there's no yeah. suspects <laughs> at all. You know, like in the first, in, uh, in uh, the Dorm of the Drip Blood, we have like, you know, the creepy frizzy haired guy. We have creepy Bobby Lee. You know, we have like all yeah. these, you know, Scooby Doo suspects. Like it might be them, right? Right. Um, and then in this one, there's nothing. There's like yep. there's not not even any other characters that are really any of any substance in the movie. It's like now, Corey, it, David, Emily, and Parker guy. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Everybody else is yeah. just kind of a you know second tier character, right? And they, I think that I think they tried to allude that it could be other people because the way Corey pissed off, especially the beard guy, right? That yeah, it could, it could be one of these assholes from the party that are just getting revenge. Yeah. No, and again, I just thought it was it was very interesting because it's like you're you're sitting there thinking like who could this guy be? Because like he showed up, he didn't have any weapons. No. He showed up and he used only what he found on the scene, which is like really odd and weird for like right. a, a killer person, right? Yeah. Like he only used like found objects. Like he didn't bring his own guns or knives or nothing. Like he brought his parka <laughs> and that was it. He everything else he he used like his improv MacGyver right yeah it was, it was just very interesting and again like as it ended like when the credits originally started rolling I was like that, that sucks like you don't even get any hint as to who this dude is nope get nothing but then in the you know in, like the mid credit scene is when they showed him going into the um, yeah the, the storage sheet there and that's fine you don't have to tell me who this guy is you don't have to give me any hints as to how they're related or anything I, that's fine as long as you tell me like this is just some mysterious guy that likes to kill people while yeah. staying off of camera and then blaming on somebody else hey that's fine that's cool with me at least at least i get some kind of a little mini explanation i can deal with that like if this would have just ended with him getting arrested and the guy just going away like you get nothing out of that yeah you gotta it, have something he he was a good Dexter. He was like the ultimate Dexter that that planned out that thought and to know all this stuff. Right. Like, well, yeah. Again, I, I again I thought it was done well. I don't understand yeah. the fifteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. He, I don't get what that's all about. It, but honestly, to me, this is done much better than most of the other movies on this list. It's probably because we didn't get the answer. Honestly, it, uh, it, it tends to piss people off. Well, again, if you got no answer at all, I get it. I understand yeah. that. I totally understand that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we got some answer, right? We got yeah, we got something, and that's that's it. That's it's fine. It's like this is just some faceless dude that like plans out creepy encounters <laughs> that people yeah. die as a part of. You know, whatever. I mean, that's hey, yeah, that's fine to me as long as you tell me that this is just some mysterious faceless guy and not some like random sub character in the movie i love you right or yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, like craig in the dorm of drip blood yeah. like that was completely random there was no hints yes. at all there's no way you can figure that out correct uh but this is in the same vein there's most i would say a lot of invasion movies are that way that's becoming more and more commonplace um i don't know if we'll, we'll get to them but i don't know if you've ever seen like the open house or the rental with Alison Brie. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same pain of that. Yeah. You know, it's faceless. And that's and again, <laughs> and that's and that's fine, but at least they they give you a a bit of information saying like, "Hey, this is a guy that does this to people that rent stuff." Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's fine, but if you just have a 
like people getting murdered and then you have zero any information about who is doing it or why like that sucks i mean it, it, can, it can be like there is no motive it's just this guy likes to do this but you have to give some kind of like whatever like again show the back of his head drawing architectural drawings that's all i need yep oh, you know, yeah, just say, this is just some creepy guy that planned this whole thing okay that's it that's all i need done exactly not we get we get just the right amount of lore and background exactly yeah just just to make the, it even yeah just to make it more to make it unsettling <laughs> more unsettling too it just enough to make it interesting but not you yeah. know not a lack of complete you know <laughs> right background at all is that i hate when they do that right all right so what about your low points um, sure i know you have some <laughs> well i mean low points is just uh i mean the like, I mean, this is how some of the things are presented, like the wire thing, like how he tripped and fell. Like it looked like he slipped on ice, and it was it didn't it, we didn't even see what happened until he walked over and touched the wire. I mean, I appreciate that he touched the wire because at least we got some kind of explanation there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was just some of it that didn't make sense. I mean, I thought it was done well to where like he was walking, you know, his specific line. Like again, the way he was like literally like balance beaming the line around the building, like he knew exactly where. He could step in where he couldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was cool. I mean, again, most of it is like, it's, uh, you know, it's like it's negative outside, like negative fucking degrees outside. These guys have no coats. You can't <laughs> see their breath most of the time. Like I was, as I was watching, like you can't even see these guys breath. Occasionally, sometimes you'd see a little bit of breath. Yes. But like when it's that cold, any kind of breath coming out of your mouth looks like a fog. I mean, because it's, it's oh, so yes. cold outside that any breath that you take is going to look like you're vaping right i mean because that's like you know how warm your breath is compared to how cold it is outside you were going to see every molecule of your breath and it was like to the point where you could barely see it only sometimes right um which was which was ridiculous i mean it, again it was you know you could tell they put makeup around their nose and on their cheeks to like make it look red like they're cold but they were very obviously not cold yeah um, yeah just i mean just the way that um it, the, the cold was done in the movie was was not good. Oh, not at all. Like yeah. I said, and that hose that's by the Christmas well, yeah. tree lot again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. First have you ever off, tried to use you, a hose in negative two degree weather? Why do you have a hose for a Christmas tree lot? Well, you know, one of the trees. Yeah, but I mean, that hose is frozen solid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah, I, I get it. There's a lot of things that are like it don't make sense about the weather. So it was very clearly not filmed when it was actually that cold, which I, I don't blame them. I don't want to put actors in that, you know, right. danger for that. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, you know, you could have done a better CGI job. Yeah. With the breath yeah. or with, you know, with the whatever. I mean, yeah, it was a, the cold part of it would be the low point. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. Just because we experience that every winter right. in the Chicago area. And not only that, but the it. Illinois license was completely wrong. It's the old one. It was vertical. It was vertical, wasn't it? Yep. The only, uh, the only Illinois licenses are underage licenses. If they're underage licenses, they're vertical. Yes, they are. So if you, if you're of which there's an old man in a parka, he very he should have had a normal license. So, <laughs> but the vertical license for being underage has only been in the last you know whatever decade. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, 
yeah, they're they're what it with landscape <laughs> long yeah. ways is how they normally are. Um, right. The only time they're ever vertical is when you're underage. You have a driver's license and you're underage, under twenty one. It's funny that it's just our low points are because we know that area. <laughs> well, yeah, that's <laughs> not weather. a really low point. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to blame people <laughs> for not knowing the intricacies of the Chicago area. I'm just saying it. It bothered me to see that. But again, from a, right. I'm from Chicago, so yes. It does. <laughs> Um, but no, I'd say the real thing is just the cold. Like if these yes. people are from Canada, I know they understand the cold. Right. Um, I know if you're filming in Canada, you can ask anyone there what it's like to film in the cold and they can easily tell you. So it, yes. there's no excuse for why it was not done. Correct. <laughs> All right. So now your nice list. Uh, it'll be a nice list. I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's a good movie. I like it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely give it to somebody to watch. I mean, I, somebody that would appreciate it. Obviously, not the fifteen percent Rotten Tomato people. I don't know who those, those people, people are. But. They suck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would agree. Nice list. It's it's something that I actually want to watch again. Like I I feel like there's more nuance stuff that I may have missed. It's just because that that level of things. It's it's good foreshadowing on their part, right? Um. I'm just trying. To, I just want to watch again, just see if there's anything else I may have missed. Yeah, because no, that's, other that's than fair. other than the dog walker, I mean, that guy didn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave. Bring my dog to an empty parking lot. Okay, well, again, they, of Chicago. They also made a point in showing that this is like in a corporate industrial area. Yeah, like where did this guy come from? Right. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't come in a car. He walked there. With right. his dog. Like, why is your dog out in negative two degree weather, dude? Right. We know that that's not safe for dogs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I have to walk my dog, but when it's that cold, we literally go the shortest route around the block and come right back inside. It's like oh, absolutely. less than 10 minutes. Absolutely. All right. So, number of parkas out of 10. Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, it's worth a rewatch. So, I'll give it, yeah, like, my. my base level for rewatch is seven so i'm gonna give it a seven seven out of ten yeah i I think i need to go to eight just because i definitely need to rewatch it um i i don't know why i didn't have high expectations going into this it it, it's almost like i just didn't hear of it you know i mean did you see the movie did you see the movie phone booth no. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, maybe that's why you had low expectation. That movie was terrible. And I, I mean, was like, ATM, I know, I know, phone booth, they're very similar. I know what it's about. It's con feral, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trapped in the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <it's>... Right. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Yeah. It's, you saw that movie and then you saw ATM and like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that movie. Well, it's just that or, you know, uh, devil and p2 and like these 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 confined spaces they are generally not always the best movies they're just like single location things if you know what i mean no yeah i hear you like yeah, um, yeah, where, where they call that like bottle <laughs> bottle episodes when they're all yeah, trapped they're, in one area right yeah and like i said there's just they're okay ish um, like the movie Frozen with one of the, I think it was with Iceman. You saw that where they're stuck in the ski lift. No, I don't think I saw. Okay, that. we'll have to watch that one. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, but uh, those movies rely a lot on acting. Like, yes, because you're going to be trapped in one spot. So like these people really have to nail the acting because there's nothing else there. Like if you're trapped no in an elevator, it's like, yeah, yeah, if there's six people trapped in an elevator and that's all you have is six people trapped in an elevator, you need some outstanding acting, right? Because right. that's it. That's all you're selling is his acting. That's all it is. Right. But we'll get into the M. Night Shyamalan ding dong uh, at some point. <laughs> Want to hear me rant for even longer than I normally do? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> I don't I do. think you do. You had to cut me in half last time. You weren't ranting. You were expressing your love. I was rambling. Me. Rambling is what I was doing. Yes, you will be ranting with M. Night. Yes. yes. All right. So let's get into our last movie then, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, better watch out. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, do you recognize names in the in the opening, at least? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Patrick Warburton, yeah. Virginia Manson, yeah. <laughs> right. And I go, oh, we have Helen from Candyman. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? Right, right. And and uh, Darcy Montgomery. Billy from Stranger Things. Okay. He's the bro. He's the bro. Gotcha. <laughs> so, we, uh, I'd say on that note, we kind of have some sci-fi horror names that we know in it. Oh, wait. Oh, you mean like the longer-haired kid in Stranger Things? That was him? Billy, the uh, Max's brother? Yeah, yeah, like the guy who was like yeah. seducing all the moms yeah. in the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay, all right. Wow, I didn't yeah. even know that was him. Yeah, the Red, Red Power Ranger from the Power Rangers reboot movie. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch that, but I well, didn't watch Stranger Things. Fair. Stranger yes. Things, what you got me on. I don't know the other stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I didn't know that yes. was him. That was him. Because so, he plays a creepy douchebag bro. That's, yeah. That's his type. It's true. Um so <laughs> I'm just looking at the description. They say precocious. Uh, huh. Um so essentially we get um the the main babysitter, uh Ashley. Mm-hmm. Right, kind of being talking on the phone, and saying that you know she has to do this before she leaves off to college. You know, one last babysitting night, um, and kind of just driving through the neighborhood. Um, and so she, you know, we hear that, and then like we get a, like a car start to follow her, and we just get like tires and license plate. Right, we go okay. So you know, this is. Like I said, I read a little bit about this before watching it. Um, and like, okay, so this person's already following her from the get-go. Right. Um, and, you know, then we get introduction to uh, Luke and his friend, who looks like a younger version of people we see in these movies, like stoner movies, I'd say. Yeah. yeah they always, like a 12-year-old version of him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's always like the uh, the nerdy, dorky guy. You know, right. They always got glasses. They're always like into video games. You know, whatever. You know, they're your typical like movie <laughs> nerd. Right. And they're talking about this plan to this 12-year-old to seduce his babysitter by watching a horror movie. Who's 18. <laughs> yeah, 17. 
It's not. It's legal still. She, oh. No, she's eighteen. It's is she? oh no, you're right. Four you're years right. older, yeah. Because yeah, he's said, almost. 30. Well, he said five years older, but he's twelve. So yes, that would yeah. be your seventeen. Yeah. Um. You know, and then like the mom kind of hears it, <laughs> and like, haha, when you're going home, you know, to his friend, like, don't you have places to be to you know, Garrett? Um. And so, you know, the mom just, you know, all oh, those boys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of going over this this whole plan of how he's going to seduce his babysitter, which is unnerving, disgusting as it is. Now, if I was twelve, I'd probably have been the same way. But <laughs> well, I mean, uh, okay, I'm going to say that that storyline in itself is not that bad. Um, right. I mean, you look at like Adventures in Babysitting; they had very similar storylines, yeah. but they were they kept it like light and innocent, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. I'm just saying, like that storyline in and of itself is not bad. You know, again, if you're a younger guy, older women, sometimes you know you got a crush and you try to do things, but oh, it's a crush, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's just you know, it's just like again, a 12 year old crush, right? Which yeah, it is, it is what it is. But, you know, his argument is like, oh, my parents are five years apart in age. And, okay, when you're in your 20s, fine. After that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. After, if, as long as both parties are, like, over 18, it doesn't right. matter all that much. Right. But this this age, yes. It's, like I said, when we were that age, we probably didn't think anything about it. But now that we're old men. <laughs> yeah. No, it's we, yeah, it's not very un- it's not uncomfortable. Good. It's not yeah. good. Um, you know, so then uh Ashley shows up and talking about this being her last thing, and Putty goes, Oh, did I give you permission? And it was like very like creepily said. Yeah. Would- but then yeah, it was also like his wife was like making fun of him for having like uh feminine tastes and ornaments and stuff. Like yeah, again, he's a it was, metrosexual. Yeah, yes. it was it was all <laughs> over the place. Uh, again, he did it didn't really come off as creepy to me. He just came off as you know, that's just the way Patrick Warburton does things. Well, I mean yes. I mean it's putty. We know putty, and he could be serious and like he's gonna kill you, but he's joking the entire time and you should be able to kind of joke like that. He seems like that type of guy. Right. Um so, you know, they're going, hey, you know, Garrett's leaving. You know, we gave you pizza for money for pizza. Um, right? Right. Um, and, you know, then we get to see the interaction between Luke and Ashley and, you know, him being, she views him as just like kind of this like younger brother in a way, this the way she treats him. Right. Right. Um. You know, she's talking to her boyfriend Ricky. He's like, I don't know if you'll be able to come over. Blah blah blah. Um, oh, the mom tells her that you know when he put Luke to bed to put a pencil on the door because he sleepwalks. <laughs> right. right? This uh, this does come into play later. Um, you know, so what he doesn't know doesn't hurt him. Blah 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 blah. So, you know, he parents leave and he comes in essentially drinking champagne. A bottle of champagne, and trying to show how mature he is and how much of a man he is for Ashley because he has this unrequited love for her. Right? And she's like, "No, you can't. You shouldn't be drinking this." Like, I drank a whole bottle before, but we drink two bottles. We start puking up, ha ha ha. Which you know, teenager, even preteen thing. I'd yeah. say that's very, very 
accurate to how they, you know, take it. Yeah, um, that's fair. You know, and then she's like, well, give it to me. I'm going to tell your mom. And she's like, well, you can have some too. You can get drunk with me. Woo! Mm. And, you know, so she drinks a little bit. Um, and then what's stuff? You know, they start watching a horror movie. I, I was trying to I was trying to look it up what they were watching because it looked familiar. Uh, it looked like something somebody filmed in their backyard real fast to have a movie to show on TV. <laughs> Which is surprise. I was expecting a like Black Christmas or Halloween or something a recognizable, right? Yeah, but it was domain. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. It was something that looked like somebody filmed like with their friends in the backyard. Like it looked really bad, right? But yeah, we only um, see like a second of them. We don't see right. Much. Like I said, that's this is what we do, right? So we we try to see that crap all the time in these movies because it happens all the time. Uh, I'm surprised it wasn't Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, yeah. Or sorry, Night of the Living Dead, uh, not Return. Well, they do return occasionally as well. Or well, Evil Dead. Night of the Living Dead is free. You can put that or Evil you Dead. Want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she starts to get scared. Whatever this movie was, and they hold hands, and he tries to. You know, put his head on her shoulder and then put his hand on her thigh, and she just quietly and calmly just goes, "Okay, you're drunk. Just stop it." You know, right? Um, and then, and then uh, what? Well, I was gonna say, and then the pizza comes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that no one ordered because they were going to order it, but they never did. Yes. Um, and so they they get the pizza, they pay for the pizza, but then it's got mushrooms on it, and the guy. Earlier, the kid said, I don't care what's on the pizza as long as it's not mushrooms. Right. So it's like, who ordered this pizza and why does it have mushrooms that the kid obviously doesn't like? Because he was like, say, oh, maybe my dad ordered before he left. I was like, then why would he get you mushrooms? You know, he doesn't like mushrooms. Yeah. Um, these questions are not answered. <laughs> no. <laughs> the pizza question is not answered the rest of this movie. I was annoyed by that. I mean, do you ever turn on a free pizza at your front door? And I wasn't afraid they had to pay for it. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for somebody else's pizza. Like It's got yeah. mushrooms on it. I would have thrown it in his face. <laughs> but we're introduced to a, a creepy person, right? We know that the vehicle seemingly followed her at the beginning of the thing. Right. And then like, there's a Santa outside that seems to be moving from window to window. I would say like they see a shadowy figure and they think through the blind, like, oh, there's someone out there. And it turns out to just be a you know, glow Santa, you know, glowing Santa classic piece of crap. Right. right. Um, well, so there's, there's, I know there's a few strange things that start happening. Um, yeah, there was like, yeah, the big lights that turn on in the front yard. Um, yeah. That make it seem like somebody's out there. Um, and then eventually they, they get like a, like, like a ding dong ditch where like somebody's like banging on the door. Yeah. Um, and then the, the 12 year old is all like trying to be brave. Like you need to get out of here. Or whatever, and then uh, it turns out that it's his friend Garrett just playing games. Um, yeah. And they're all like, "Did you see somebody out there? Like, you know, there's somebody out there." And he's like, "I didn't see anybody." Right. Um, so so that, that as yeah. they're like sitting there talking, they hear a crash, like a window smashing from upstairs. Yeah. Um, and they go up and look, and there's like a brick. And so, like, okay, well, like they then they're like, okay, we need to call the police. So they go to call the police, and nobody's cell phones are working now. Yep. Um, which is odd because like later on they do. 
<laughs> right. Uh, and there's no explanation given as to why. But they say like the Wi-Fi is gone. Like the the the, the network they normally connect to is gone, and all the other networks available are locked. Yeah. Um, so they can't do the internet. And she's like, "Okay, do your hacking thing," because apparently she thinks Garrett is like a hacker or something. Because he's, he's a like, twelve-year-old nerd. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "Do your hacking thing and get on the internet and call the police," because again, they can't call because the phone the the landline is not working. Um, right. Even though it was just working a minute ago, and their cell phones are not working for and reasons they have no that are secu- not explained, <laughs> and they don't have a security system on that right. big ass house, which they right. should. <laughs> right. So yeah. So at this point, they're like, "We need to get." So they go downstairs, um, and then Garrett comes downstairs with the brick, um, saying, "Like you didn't look on the other side." And on the other side of the brick, it says, "You leave, you die." Yep. Um. So now they're like all afraid. Like, okay, what's going on? Um, yeah. So then, yeah, Garrett gets like really scared, and he like runs out the back door like he's gonna run away. Um, and he gets like to a certain shot. point out, yeah. and there's like a yeah, like a shot, like a sounds like a silenced shot, and then he gets like whatever. Down. Yeah, they just show him yeah. like fall down on the ground, and then she's watching him for a while to see if he moves, and he does not move. Right. It's, it's essentially there's a spray of blo- red blood. Right. While he's doing that too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, they tried it. using her. You tried tried using her phone too, and Luke tries tossing to her, but gets it perfectly in the aquarium. Right, right. Well, that was before uh, this happened. That yeah, was earlier. Yeah, that's why her phone wasn't going to work. Right, right. Because it's in the aquarium. Right. Um, um. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, at that point, um. Yeah, they all like you know they're obviously like okay, something's going on. Like you know, we can't get out of here. Something's happening. Um. And at that point, they hear like people walking. Like upstairs, yeah. Um. So they get you know, all they kind of like freak out. They go up and look, and they see a guy in like with a shotgun, yeah, yeah with, with a, a shotgun mask. and a ski mask and stuff, with a flashlight, like going room to room. Um. So they go and hide in one room. Um. And they go to hide. They go in the attic. Yes. Um. So they go in the attic and they hide, and the guy comes in, uh, and then leaves again, and then they go to go down, and then the guy like comes back in but anyway she like almost falls down the attic yeah. stairs uh, and he somehow grabs her before she like breaks her neck yes um and then she goes in and then they're they go in and they're hiding in another room again um and as they're hiding in the room uh the guy comes in and is like looking around the room again and she looks at the mask that he's wearing and she realizes it's the same mask that the 12 year old was wearing in the uh in like a, a a photo they have in the hallway of like the dad, mom, and the kid all skiing, right? Like, like he's wearing wait, the man, same. That's that's your mask. Yeah, it's like a mask with like these goofy, like I don't know, weird rabbit ears or something. And it's some kind of yeah. it's like a you know a unique looking goofy mask, and then you know it's with the certain colors and everything. It look, it's obviously the same mask. Yeah. So she goes, you know, oh, that's your mask, and she opens it up, and she's like, you know, Garrett, take off that mask. And so he takes off the mask, and we find out that it's Garrett. You know, so Garrett yep. has, has been dressed up in. Um, you know Luke's dad's hunting gear, right? Um, and he's there, and then at that point we find out that uh, Lucas planned this whole thing to like to to try to make her scared so that she would like be more pliable for yes. so so like you know so he could work his magic on her whatever seduction through fear right yeah again yeah because he was reading articles about how dopamine is you know released when women are scared and it's the same thing that's going to make them attracted to you or something right yeah so you know obviously she gets quite upset <laughs> yeah as you do oh um, 
you know, saying that calling it mental, that she needs therapy, and she tries to leave. Um, and essentially, he what slaps her, and she falls down the stairs. She gets knocked. Out. <laughs> right. Yeah, he <laughs> slaps her. She falls down the stairs, and it looks like she's dead. But it very um, looks like she's dead. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, then she she wakes up, um, and she sees uh, Lucas and Garrett are like playing around. I don't know. They're just like playing like you know twelve year old games with each other. Yeah. Um. And anyway, and as she comes to, she realizes that, um, she's like duct taped to a chair. Yep. <sighs> yeah. And yeah, this is all you know. If I can't have you, I love you. No one can have you. Blah blah blah. blah. Right. Right. Yeah. So he's like basically saying like, yeah, I planned this whole thing, um, to like make you fall in love with me. Obviously, it's not working. So now I'm gonna like force you. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very odd. It's very uncomfortable. I don't know. From this point on in the movie, I was just like uncomfortable like the whole time. Like I did I was not having fun at this point. <laughs> well, um, especially the next part of the truth or dare. Yeah, they start yeah, they start playing like truth or dare. Um they're like, you know, she's like playing along. Like, well, I guess you're duct taped to a chair and, and the kid did have a gun, so it's not like Right. It's not like it's not like, you know, they're just playing for no reason. Um so yeah, they like they they make her like admit that she's a virgin. Um then they like, you know, they dares him to like, you know, touch her breast, which is it's it's a very which one weird which yeah. one do you want touched? It's very awkward and weird. And again, I just at this point I just feel very uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> like, ah, this see this ah just end it. I don't like this. I think the idea was supposed to be uncomfortable. I think that's I, what I guess they're going I, I, for. I get that's what they hope going that's for. what they're going for. But like, I don't but like I mean, that kind of horror where it just makes you uncomfortable. Like, I, if bad right. things are happening and you feel bad about those things happening, that's one thing. But this is just uncomfortable, you know? Right. It's like a, uh, luckily, a they don't, luckily, they don't show psychopath that. molesting right. an older, you know, babysitter is just disturbing to me. Luckily, they don't show that. No, they don't actually show it, but. But then she goes, hey, Garrett, did you know that when your guinea pig was out, you know, that your that Luke killed your guinea pig, that, it, you know, he did, didn't actually escape. <laughs> so she's trying to create tension between the best two best friends, you know, between that. Um, and, you know, he goes, hey, why don't we get Ricky here? <laughs> Ricky no, Ricky shows up on his own. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ricky shows up on his own because she, like, um, you know, there was talking to him earlier and then was like, you know, he's like, you texted me to come over. And she's like, I didn't text him. And then we find out that for whatever reason, Luke texted him to come over. From her phone. From her phone. That but, he had dropped in the aquarium, but not before he wrapped it in plastic or something. So it still works. Right. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, yes. was, it was weird. I don't know what plastic you're wrapping it in that's going to make it work. I mean, I don't whatever. know. Magic plastic. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I'm like, you're wrapping it in saran wrap. You're rolling the dice there, buddy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Ricky shows up with flowers. Um. They try to like, you know, pretend like they're getting rid of them and they, you know, they don't. Um. He comes in. They like keep distracting him so he doesn't see her duct taped in the kitchen. <laughs> Right. Um, they tell him, oh, she's upstairs. He goes upstairs looking around, can't find her. Um, and the kid comes out with a bat and then hits him in the head. 
and then starts dancing but, around like an ass. I mean, at and, this point, the, I, the hit in the head barely did anything to Ricky. Well, yeah, I mean, but at this point, like, I didn't like the kid before this point, and I just yeah. despised him after this point when he was like doing his little dance, like he thought he was like the coolest thing in the world because he knocked the dude out with a bat. You know, it, it um, was almost it's almost like he was doing a mock. Uh, clockwork orange dance. Right. This is what yeah. it seemed like. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. But anyway, Ricky got back up immediately. Yeah. Um, he went Sorry. to go hit him again. Ricky just caught the bat with his hand. Like, dude, what are you doing? And just like knocked yeah. him down. I mean, oh, it was, yeah. yeah, everything was going around until um, Garrett comes up with a shotgun. And at that point, um, he just kind of puts his hands up and then Luke hits him again with the bat and knocks him out. And then well, he, he does... gets duct taped to a chair. Does he? Is that when he stabs him in the face with the pencil up there? Uh, the wrestling? I think he does. Yes, yes. That's when. Yeah, that's when Ricky is fighting with him before Ra- before Garrett comes up with a shotgun. Yeah, when he, he stabs, he stabs him. him with the pencil that's normally at his door for sleepwalking in his cheek. In his cheek, right? Yes. So he's got the hole in his cheek, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then yeah, he gets hit in the head uh, after Garrett, you know, makes him surrender. Um. And then he gets duct taped to a chair as well. Um. And then they're both. Um, you know, duct tape your chairs in the kitchen and they're basically deciding what they should do next. And that's when they decide to get Jeremy to come, which is her ex-boyfriend bro. before bro that said that, that, you know, they were sleeping nonstop together. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically Jeremy was a shady guy. It was like, it, it was kind of insinuated that he was like abusive or something. Yeah. Or at least not nice. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. So yeah, then uh, Luke decides to text him. Or, or no, calls him, yeah, and, and then tells him to come and meet them by the back door, right? But then they still, but while while they're waiting, they start playing games with with Ricky. Like this, is more uncomfortable. Is like, oh, she says she's a virgin. Have you guys never done it? I want to see you guys do it. Yeah, like yeah. Again, I was like, dude, this is. I don't like this. <laughs> like this is right. not good. I don't. It's just very uncomfortable. Anyway, yeah, Garrett's. Garrett's smoking a blunt. He took half an oxy. Um, yeah, and so yeah. he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? You can't be smoking that here. And they make Ricky smoke the joint, and it's coming out of his cheek from the pencil hole. Right. Like, you got to get in his system. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that as, as he's in the other room yelling at him about that, she manages to um, pick up uh, a piece of glass off the right. ground, and then she starts cutting through her... Um, Duct tape bonds duct tape. on the thing. Yeah, she manages to get one hand free, then she gets one foot free. She cuts um, herself. She's yeah, she, bleeding. Yeah, she cuts herself, and she, there's like a lot of like you know kind of suspense where she's like trying to hide the blood so he doesn't see it. Um, Ricky pees himself. Yeah, Ricky <laughs> pees himself, and he has to clean it up and throw it out. And while yeah, while they keep leaving the room, she keeps like cutting more and more right. of their bonds off. Um, so right. she gets to the point where she's got yeah one. Uh, arm one leg and she's working on her other leg um when they decide to pull ricky in the front room and decide to test out their home alone alone theory theory. yep which is that if if somebody gets hit with a paint can on a rope that their head is going to to be destroyed and die rather than just be knocked out like they were in the movie correct um so yeah so as they do that um you know, they drop it one time and miss just to make sure that the length is right. Yep. Um, but obviously he had the rope and the paint can ready. So obviously, like this point, it seemed to have been planned. Oh, yeah. L- Luke has planned out a lot. He's right. very meticulous. He's um, 
you know, getting away with murder, essentially. Right. Getting away with his plan that he wants to do. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, then he drops it down again as she's like trying to cut herself free and trying to get out there and see what's going on. Um, he does drop the paint can down. It does swing and hit him in the head and his head like explodes. Yes. So there's like yellow paint and blood like everywhere. It's all over Garrett. Yeah. All over Garrett, uh, all over yeah, the floor, the walls, everything, everything is, is messed up. And he's like all excited because his head blew up and he like won the bet or whatever. Right. At this point, Garrett starts having second thoughts about a lot of stuff because because Luke starts cleaning this stuff up and she's going, Hey, you know, you need to stop being with this guy. He's not your friend, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, now at this, you know, we've got to mention that, uh, Luke does get a gun from his parents room that he Mm -hmm. was going to use to help fight off the intruder. And he's using that to kind of coerce perfectly. Like if you don't smoke this pot, I'm going to shoot you. Right. All that stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, I think at this point he cleans everything up, and then you know we have our classic Christmas carolers <laughs> um, show up at the house. And while Luke is distracted by it, she's talking to Gary. It's like, "Hey, let me free. You not be part of this. We can get away from him. He's manipulating you. He's not your friend. He's just using you to care." And Garrett goes, "Yeah, you know what? You're right," and starts to untie her. No, it's not this point. No, yeah, um, the Jeremy thing happens first. Yeah, but she's still trying. But yeah, she's well. He's distracted though. Um, she does escape. Yeah, she right? escaped. Yeah, because she had gotten one arm and both her yeah. legs free, but her one arm was still there attached to the so, chair. Yeah, yeah. So she runs out um, and attacks them with the chair, and it, she manages to break off the chair. So she's only got like the one arm of the chair still, you know, taped yeah. to her arm. Um, and she does win the fight and she gets the gun from him. Um, and then she like, you know, he's like, you can't shoot me. And so then she tries to shoot him anyway. And she realizes that the gun is empty. Right. You know, parents hide the bullets separate than the gun. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, at that point, um, yeah, they realize that the, the shotgun is loaded. <laughs> right. But the handgun is not. So, yeah, she eventually, um, you know, has to give up. And then they tie her up with duct tape and Christmas lights. Well, they knock her out with a brick. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she tries to run. Yeah, she does get out of the house and she gets over the fence and then as she's about to get to the carolers, she gets hit with the brick. Yeah, she sees that there's the it was a paintball gun set up that's supposed to be what killed Garrett's trip wire. Right. Just to pull it off and there's one in the front as well. Right. Which seems like, you know, just being shot with a paintball. Right. Um... Um, so yeah, so then she gets duct taped and uh, wrapped up with Christmas lights, and then that's when Jeremy shows up, who's like Captain Douchebag. He's he's bat he's uh, the meme from uh, the scumbag Steve. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, he's wearing the hat and everything. Like he yes. like literally looks exactly like him. He's wearing the hat the same way and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he like shows up. He goes to the back door, and the kids like, uh, yeah, she's inside, but she wants you to write down uh, an apology. Right, and he's like, "What you know? What do you mean?" Anyway, he convinces him to write down an apology, like "I'm sorry," you know, for everything I've done, blah blah blah, whatever. And then as he does that, he like somehow gets a noose around his neck, (laughs) and then hangs him from the tree. And he like uses what is it like a lawn, 
like a, yeah, it's a, lawnmower. a riding lawnmower, lawnmower to hold him yeah. up in the tree. Um, yeah. So yeah, so he gets hanged in the tree and he, you know, gets rid of the lighting lawnmower. So then it looks like Jeremy hung himself. And then like the, I'm sorry note is like his yeah. suicide note. Yeah. It is like, I'm sorry for everything I've done. Please forgive me. Right. So it's like, you know, he, he's being framed for everything. Right. Yeah, and then he goes he goes back in the house and he sees uh this is the point where Garrett is like cutting her bonds to like, you know, he's right. like, Yeah, this is too much. We need to stop this, it's gone too far. Um, and then when he comes back in the house, he sees Garrett like touching her, um, uh, and then he shoots him with a shotgun. Twice. Yeah. Well, he shoots him <laughs> once and then he's like, Oh, I can't believe you did that. Why'd you shoot me? Blah, blah. You're not supposed yeah. to touch her, yeah. she's mine. Yeah. And then he's like having like a twelve year old tantrum freak out. Um, and he shoots him again and kills him. Um, and then he ta- takes his pocket knife and then stabs her in the in throat. The yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there's blood like all over the place. Um, and then he basically stages everything to make it look like Jeremy did everything. So he brings the knife out and gets Jeremy's fingerprints on the knife and he puts it by her body. Um, he does the same thing with, uh, uh, with the gun or, or what? No, the yeah. gun he puts, he, that, whatever, whatever. He, he yeah, stages he, everything he, to make he, it he look puts, like. He puts some of the yellow paint on him as well for the paint can. Right, right. Yeah. So he had like basically stages it to make it look like Jeremy did everything. Um, right. So yeah. So then Jeremy like killed everybody and then hung himself. Right. Um, and then he went back upstairs. Um, he Ferris Bueller'd his way back into his room. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> while with, his yeah, parents. With, yeah, with the pencil on the door while his parents are coming in. And, you know, he's hiding yes. from his parents, like, on the roof of the house, like, because he had to go through the window because of the pencil thing. Right. Um, and then, yeah, because, like, he has to take a sleeping pill because of his sleepwalking. Um, so he, right. like, took the pill, goes to sleep, and then pretends like he was, you know, sleeping because of the sleeping pill when this, all of this happened. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, the, yeah, the cat, they come in and scream, and they call the police, obviously, and then she's, like, you know, comforting him. And, obviously, and the, and the, the sleeping pill kept him asleep for a while, and he wakes up but probably, what, a couple hours later? I don't know how long it yeah. was. Um, or at least an hour later. Whatever. He wakes up. Um, and then they, you know, realizes that all these cops are like going over the scene and stuff. And all of a sudden somebody goes, Oh, we got a live one. Yep. Um, and then he looks out the window and he sees that, um, Ashley is alive. Like she got stabbed in the neck and somehow, even though she was completely bound with duct tape and got Christmas lights, on her neck. yeah, manages to get duct tape on her neck to stop the bleeding enough to live. Yep. Um, so at this point, you know, all of this meticulous planning that Luke did is now undone. Um, and then it's like the movie's over. And then it's like they have, there's another mid credit scene where he goes to his mom and he goes, uh, we should really go to the hospital and make sure she's okay. Is worried about her. But yeah, right. she flicks him off from the window. Right, right. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah, it's basically like almost a bad ending, but that it might also be because he's going to the hospital, so he might, you know, he might get away with it. He might, he might kill her before she's able to talk or whatever. Right. So I consider I I consider a bad ending. Like this guy, it is a bad ending. Yeah, this kid thought so much of this through. Like, did you ever see that movie? Was it Getting Away with Murder or whatever it was with Sandra Bullock about the two? High school kids are trying to stage the perfect murder and clean up the perfect crime scene. This is early two thousands. I don't think so. 
it just reminded me of that. Like, you know, obviously this is like, you know, Stu and uh, Stu Mocker and I can't think of the guy's name from Scream. Ski Alch's character. Like, he's taken it to the next level, but like a 12-year-old level of thinking it through. Right. Yeah, so it's obviously a kid that watches like too much, you know, like forensic files. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but what were your what were your first thoughts on this? I know we discussed your un- um, again. I liked this. I liked the the twist. I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't what I expected it to be, right. um, which was cool. And, but I mean, you find that out relatively quickly. But then it gets very uncomfortable very fast. And I, and I just I don't know. I, I just get very uncomfortable when it's like um, I guess it's like when women are trapped and then they're like, you know, especially when like younger creepy people are doing like sexual things to i don't, I don't know it, it really unnerves me i don't get i don't i don't quite understand what it does it but something in there really just strikes a quarter i'm like yay right um so i mean but overall i mean it was a well-made movie i mean like the acting was good i mean like everybody did a good job i mean again like it's it's a well-made movie it's a well you know well-acted movie um, there were just things that made me uncomfortable. I'm not going to say that's bad because of that. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's. Uh, I mean, overall, it was it was all right. Like I said, there was certain things I would rather not <laughs> have been in there. But I mean, overall, it was yeah. All right. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't expecting. Like I said, this is. I almost wanted to call this like love invasion because you know all the love things of people doing this crap. <laughs> Right, uh, I could I couldn't think of a good way to, to phrase it. Um, but yeah, it, it's very uncomfortable. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's the idea. If that's what they're going for, they did it really well. <laughs> yeah. No. Again, like yeah, the unnerving part. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was unnerved. I was I did not like where it was going. Yeah. Uh, like I said, if for for what it was though, it wasn't a I don't think a particularly bad movie. I like I said. We're getting some bad endings this month in, in our 13 Slays of Christmas, which is pretty good. I like those. We, yeah, they we must like bad endings for like Christmas Indeed. horror movies. I oh, guess. absolutely. They have to. <laughs> it's so. supposed to be like sad, <laughs> unnerving, whatever it is, right? Right. Um, yeah, like, so that's my first thought. Like, we were not expecting it. I'm like, at, at some point in time, though, I go, he's, he's planning all of this. Like before we find out Garrett, they go, okay, something's really, really off here. I thought. Well, it was early in the movie when it happened. Right. So I knew there was going to be some other kind of level to it. Yeah. Just because the home invasion part started really quick. Yes. Um, and I was like, okay, there's going to be some other level to it. I didn't call that that was Garrett. <laughs> I mean, they literally had him like, you know, he had like a puffed up like suit and everything. I mean, it would like literally like was made to look not like him. It made to look like a man, right? Yeah, I mean, it was like they. I mean, there's no way that you could look at that and think it was Garrett because it was like you know no. made to look not like him. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't call that part, but I knew there was going to be another level to the movie just because it happened so fast. Right. There was also another thing. Um. I don't know that I don't know if this was like a plot line that just kind of like edited out or something. I don't know. 
Um, but she was the only one that ate the mushrooms, right? She ate the pizza. She only ate like a little bit of the pizza. Yeah. Um, and they showed him like picking the mushrooms off before he ate it, right? Yes. Uh, and then there was the weird scene where she was like, she saw spiders in the attic. And then when she went to fall down the attic, there's like spiders crawling on her face and stuff. Yes. Um, like I think, I mean, obviously it was from like, you know, psychedelic mushrooms, right? I can't, I don't know what else it would have been, but it was immediately gone after that. And they never mentioned that what it was. It just, he, he I can only imagine about, that's what it was. He talked about his cocktail he was making. Like it was part like chloroform or something. Well, I that was, that she, was the weird Visine bottle he was squirting in the wine and he was trying to get her to drink. Um, that's right. I don't think we talked about that, but uh, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. He he tried to get her to drink it because it was like um, a roofie. Essentially, he was trying to give yeah. her the roofie so that she wouldn't remember that night. Correct. So she wouldn't remember anything that happened before then, so they could get away with everything. Right. Um, which is, I mean, that's a dice roll as it is. But I mean, I guess when you're a kid, you're stupid enough to think that's a good plan. Um, and right. she, uh, you know, immediately, uh, of course, refused to drink that and then, you know, eventually knocked it out of his hand and it smashed on the ground. And that was the glass that she used to cut herself free. Right. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's kind of shown that he has, you know, some kind of connections to buy drugs, right? What you can get in the playgrounds. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, his buddy's got weed. He's got, you know, roofies. So, I mean, it wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, out of character for him to have psychedelic mushrooms. Again, it is never explained who delivers the pizza. Dude. Um, I can only assume it's somebody that he had paid to deliver a pizza with psychedelic mushrooms on it. Right. Right. Um, again, besides that scene of her, like, freaking out because she thinks she has spiders on her it is never mentioned again it is never well, no other no, he effects are ever seen he hasn't he put the spire away is his spire no that was the one time in the kitchen i'm oh. talking the time where she falls out of the attic and yeah. there's literally spiders all over her face yes like that is never never acknowledged no one ever says anything about it yeah she doesn't even say anything about it she just screams and they show spiders on her face so I can only assume that it's from the psychedelic mushrooms. But again, no, nothing was ever said about it. I was just curious if that was like some kind of th story thread that they just forgot about or just was explored in a, in a cutout scene or something. I don't know. I wonder if the car that was supposedly following her was the pizza guy. I mean, it's possible. Because that, yeah, that possible. never comes into play any way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. Th th there's a lot of things in this movie that just they don't come through. Like, again, the pizza guy thing. Who ordered right. the pizza? Why is the pizza delivered there? Why did they have to pay the guy? Right. Right. And, and again, it's mushrooms. So obviously the kid didn't want mushrooms. He picks off the mushrooms. They show her eating the mushrooms. And then there's like a scene later where she's like hallucinating, but they never acknowledge that fact. Right. And she never says anything about it. And it's, and again, that's it. <laughs> like after she gets knocked out, it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't add up. And there's, a, there's just weird things that are like, building the tension but then end up going nowhere um yeah right. i mean again they were just i don't know putting it in there for for those reasons just to build the tension up but it never came so to anything here here's the here's the funny thing is this was 89 percent rotten tomatoes right etm was 15 that's what i was saying like i'm looking at this and i'm like 89 percent. i was like okay compared to atm which i actually enjoyed this movie right. better rock my world, right? Because it's like literally seventy <laughs> right. percent higher, right? Yeah, and it did not. So I, I mean, again, yeah, I don't get it. 
so what about highlights for you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I again, I, I mean the the movie itself was 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 made well. I mean, I, I appreciate, um, you know, a lot of this again. Nothing was really bad on it. It was just again there was a lot of in, intentional red herrings. Um, yes. Just kind of thrown in there to make you think that other things were going on, but then again, those red herrings don't make sense. Um, I just said a whole bunch of them. Um, so, yes. <laughs> um, so I mean, highlights. I mean, obviously, those would be my low points. I'm going in reverse. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I mean, my low points are just all these goofy red herrings that they're intentionally trying to mislead you with, um, and then it ends up, you know, being a total twist as it is. Um, I mean, highlights would be, um, I mean, I thought it was interesting how, you know, even though he's 12 years old, he planned out all that stuff. Right. He kind of thought right. everything through. He even thought, you know, like at the last minute when he's brushing his teeth, he's like, Oh, the toll in his cheek. You know, right. had to run down there with the pencil, you know, and like, you know, redo the whole thing. I mean, it's again, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting the way that he, you know, did all that kind of stuff and just, you know, everything that led up to that was kind of uncomfortable but yeah i mean the, but the, that would be the highlights the low points would be uh, just all those stupid red herrings that went nowhere that don't make any sense that there were never a lot of threads that weren't picked up on and they were just intentionally put there to make you think something else and again you don't have to do that i mean we, we could have gotten to the same place without any of that junk yeah i mean that's that's a, a pretty fair assessment i i would say like they're just throwing stuff in there just to throw us off you know which you don't need to. Um, right, because again, the big twist happens pretty early on in the movie. Like, you don't need to right. misdirect us. Like, no one knows what's happening yet. You can just do it, you know? But yeah, yeah. the stuff like, you know, the pizza guy, the creepy guy following her in the car, um, you know, like her the insinuation that Jeremy is stalking her, um, yeah. you know, that Jeremy is not, you know, a good guy. There's a thing that, like, Ricky won't take no for an answer kind of thing. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, there's things thrown at you. Um, you know, in like this big wall in like 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden the big twist happens, and then all that stuff is thrown out the window. Right. It's just, yeah, it, it's just unnecessary. I, I mean, I, I they're trying to do something different with the home invasion, which is fair. Like I said, and that it, part it, is interesting. I did not expect the kid to, <laughs> to be there. Again, I knew there was another level to this, but just based on how early the home invasion happened, but I didn't call the kid doing it. Um, yeah. So like again, like yeah, kudos to you. I didn't expect that coming. That was that was interesting, you know. Like that was you know a, a good thing. But yeah, the low point is like they threw so many wacky things at you that there's no way. Like I mean, how are you going to pick one of those things and try to ride that out? You know, you can't. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Highlights. Um. Yeah. Just the 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 idea behind the movie was unique that but like i said i was able like before you reviewed scary i'm like okay this kid's ass. like there, there's no way for him not to know this stuff with all the other stuff adding on. i didn't expect that him to be like a, the origin of a serial killer <laughs> but, right but i knew something the way the way the kid was acting was just very suspicious to me um i thought that was, that was the highlight. Was like I said, the, the idea behind the story is a good twist on the home invasion. Uh, low points, it, the cringe factor. Like I said, I know they're trying to do it. I don't like it. I mean, obviously the kid has to be young enough where he still needs a babysitter, so he can't be like fifteen and she's seventeen, which have been less awkward. But 
Um, I think yeah, like at twelve, according to like to the law, you don't need a babysitter. But I mean, according correct. to he had kind of helicopter parents, so I'm sure they still thought he did. Well, I mean, if he if you think your kids sleepwalking, then maybe they do want someone there in case he sleepwalks. No, yeah, I mean, again, that's a choice. I'm not, yeah, I'm not calling yeah. that out. I'm just saying it's again, it just felt very, very awkward and like I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't. I kind of got like vibes back. You ever see the movie Dead Girl? Mm, no disturbing movie um similar veins to like underage kids and like uh, adult women only a, uh, a lot worse than this uh but i kind of get like you know a little bit of a that same vibe <laughs> from that movie from this movie just a touch yeah uh, but yeah if you want to see something that'll disturb you watch dead girl okay uh i think it was a the other point is such a low use of Virginia Madsen and Putty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, they they paid their like b- <laughs> bottom fee just to get them in for like a day, right? And like we know who they are, especially you know people at horror know who Virginia Madsen is. So like you're like okay, she's got to come and play. Like this is not just like like a quick. Robert England cameo in my low budget backyard horror movie type thing, right? That's your that's what I was hoping. But yeah. obviously not. <laughs> no, I mean it's yeah, it's it's more than a cameo, but like yeah, I mean yeah, they are very underutilized. Yes. Yeah. Um and I would say that I think it could have they should have stuck the bad ending. Should have followed through with it. With the bad ending. Like, you don't want this little shit to get away with it, but if they make him get away with it, like, you're going to be mad. I get that. <laughs> well, if they make but him totally get away with it, then they'll make sequels, and that'll make me angry. Oh, I, this was set up to be a sequel, I feel. I don't think it's going to happen, but in $3 million budget, $190,000 box office, I don't think it's getting the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Alright, what about your Naw Your Nice list? Uh, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like right on the border. I'd right. give it to both. Give it to both. Yeah, I'd give a copy to somebody on the nice and on the naughty list. Nice people because I want to talk to them about it. Naughty people because I don't. <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's on there for a probably top ten home invasion movies. Horror movies, uh, maybe on your list. Sure, I mean, may, yeah, we'll, we'll get to more of those movies. You go know, on. There are some bad ones, but I mean, you know, it's a, it's an interesting point of of the movie. So yeah, I agree. Naughty and nice list. Uh, I said I'd never seen this before. You'd never seen this before, so I really didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, it's it's. Uh, and the movie I couldn't think of with Sandra Bullock was Murder by Numbers. Oh, okay. Uh, which seemed very reminiscent of it. So to me, this had like a home invasion meets the awkwardness of like a coming of age story of young boys trying to get with their babysitters, which is a very big trope. Um, it's not the first movie, it's not the only movie this week that I watched that was 
had allusions to Home Alone because I also watched Violent Night this week, which had I also big Home Alone. Home Alone. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. But I mean, it's you know, MythBusters. They even talked about like, oh, MythBusters eat your heart out when they did the paint can test. Um, you know, MythBusters, blah blah blah. But they weren't very big on the gore. Like you don't see his head explode. You just like you don't see his face either, just hidden by the paint can the entire time. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, they didn't show like the nasty bits, right? But yeah, Which they, is they didn't shy away from blood, <laughs> right? So, all right. So, how many parkas out of ten would you give this? That border between naughty and nice. Ah, uh, jeez. I mean, this one is. I'm going to say six. Six? Six parkas out of ten. Six parkas out of ten? I don't, uh, I don't want to rewatch it, but I'll respect that it was an okay movie. I'll, 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 I'll go to a seven. Um, yeah, it, 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 I probably will never rewatch this movie. <laughs> um, so, well, in that case, I'm going to six point five. Uh but yeah, it's better than obviously the Dortmund drip blood. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Better than one of the three Black Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, like it, it has a place, and it's almost like this is what they try to set up the babysitter to be, essentially. But babysitter did it better. You ever watch those? No, I did, the other ones at Netflix, yeah. Yeah, two of them so yeah, far. I didn't see them. I, they're on my okay. list. I, I remember adding them to the list. They looked interesting. I just never watched them. Yeah. So not, not the greatest home invasion. Probably not the worst one. I'd say this is better than Disturbia, in my opinion. I like Disturbia. I didn't. <laughs> you like Shia LaBeouf? No. See, I like, I Shia, like, I like Shia LaBeouf. Oh, okay. That's fair. All right. Well... This is kind of wrapping up our, our 13 Slays of Christmas for this year. I just want to get your overall thought. I know you didn't, we discussed this beforehand that you don't typically watch a lot of Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. Did it change your mind partially? <laughs> um, <laughs> overall, no. Because <laughs> most of these movies I did not like. But there are, there are some ones that I actually enjoyed in there. So yeah, I, mean, I don't despise all of them. I'm just, again, just like I am with other horror movies, just very picky with with what it is. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Will I watch more? Sure, but will I yeah. will I vet them first? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Until next year, that's right. Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, these were most of these movies were new to both of us, which is surprising, I'd say, for what we watch and stuff like that. Yeah, the only one out of all these movies I've seen before was Krampus. That was the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, I've seen, like I said, all the Black Christmases, Krampus, Christmas Horror Story. Obviously, well, you've seen Jack Frost or parts of it. Well, yeah, I I saw parts of it in the background at a party, so I wouldn't I wouldn't count it as like a uh, a watch, but I've I've seen yeah. parts of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say overall that we went very old school slasher horror early horror in the 70s and 80s and then we jumped forward 
and stuff in the past couple of years. And we, we covered those two ads of like almost 50 years worth of Christmas horror movies in this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I would say from what I've seen, it seems to be like the earlier, the more likely they are to be good. Yes. Uh, I mean, That's... aside, aside from the dorm that drip blood, but <laughs> the other ones, I mean, yeah, they, they seem to be at least interesting. Um, I mean, it, it's all over the place, but. So are you, does that make you hopeful or scared for next year's 13th Slays of Christmas? Uh, it depends. Uh, hopefully there's not another Jack Frost by then. Uh, I mean, if there is, there is, if they're not, we're going, you know, we're, we're discussing what we're going to be doing then for that. Well, I mean, yeah, but the Ginger Dead Man sequels have nothing to do with Christmas, so. Correct. You're those not, are you're off not, the you're list. You're not allowed to put those on the list. <laughs> Oh, they're not on the list. Right. They're they are fully on the naughty list forever, as far as I'm concerned. Are, are we like going to do all the, the evil bong movies on 420? <gasps> uh, I mean, we could. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to smoke up before you watch. <laughs> in order in order to fully appreciate the stoner humor <laughs> that is inevitably in them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do those. I don't think so. I'm just just making jokes here, buddy. As as much as I love cheese in horror movies, I have my limits, and those are probably my limits. (laughs) Besides that, there's not much that's not fair game for me. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, do you want to take us out for our last podcast of the year? Sure. Uh, stay tuned for next episode as we do a year interview of our best and worst horror movies of 2002. Uh, we are doing the ones that, uh, that came out and also that we watched um, because I did not watch all of them. <laughs> so I'm just yes. going to do the ones that I watched. But we will also mention uh, the ones that came out, even if we didn't watch them. Just to yes, we'll you know. have some some honorable mentions. We'll have our we'll have our top three each and our bottom three as well. There's probably going to be some overlap in the worst. Yeah. The best was, the best was probably were, were going to differ the most. Correct. I would say. Uh, but yeah, but there's no better way to ring in the new year of horror. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, so we'll do that uh, next time around. I got some catching up to do before then, but yes. Yes. Uh, so this has been Graveyard saying, have you checked on the children? Uh, this is Salem saying, long live the new flesh. Good night. Good night.